0: the
1: kevin and bean show it's a total disaster on k-rock
2: the reason uh, omar is in here today is we were having a conversation off the air yesterday how did it even start by the way how did passwords even come up? oh it was because of the the, the, the dark, dark web. web story right uh-huh. yeah this dark web story is crazy by the way you usually hear about these stories where um, they're stealing your identity, mm-hmm. right. stealing your credit, stealing your social security number, You know, figuring out a way to somehow to screw you out of a bunch of money. This is different. Hundreds of stolen passwords for Netflix, HBO, Hulu, and more discovered on the dark web. So in other words, you can buy somebody else's password. You don't have to... Awesome! Subs- you don't have to subscribe. No, it's not. It's illegal, <laughs> oh, Kevin. Oh, oh, oh. So if you don't want to spend the monthly fee on Netflix and HBO and Hulu and more you just go
3: to the dark web and it says it costs about 8 bucks. About 8 bucks you could buy passwords for the for how all of these sites. How bummed out are you if you buy a password and you get Bean's password it's like so because you know how they have like the instant queue for you? Mm-hmm. You have a bunch <laughs> of boring programming on there you know Wreck the Edmunds Fitzgerald documentaries and stuff like ah. Uh, no, well, that would be a bummer. Yeah. Go right you go right back could... to the dark web yeah, and buy another yeah. one.
2: I think you could watch whatever you want. I don't think you're stuck to the previous no, but They cover. make suggestions. Yeah. They do. But so I guess what will end up happening is that, you know, Kevin, you'll get a note. Hey, uh, why are you using Netflix in in Moscow right now? Because somebody else will have stolen your password or something. But that got us on the topic of passwords. And then where did we go from there?
3: Then I brought up the fact that uh, my computer was going to crap uh, in Studio Q. Mm -hmm. And over the weekend on Sunday, I got locked out of my email. So I have to go log in and type in a new uh, email. Mm -hmm. And I... Kind of like you know, a couple of years ago, typed in the an email and instantly forgot it, right. and I had to call you, the you IT. You mean guy. password? You mean oh, password, oh sorry, right? sorry, password. My bad. And I had to call the IT guy, and I felt I felt like a giant d bag. That's of, I got to
4: tell you, you felt like a giant d bag. Yeah. That's daily for me. Oh really? <laughs> I'm yeah. daily I'm clicking on forgot password.
3: So I'm like, oh man, I'm like, Jeff, I just I just switched my password and I instantly forgot it and I didn't want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. So I instantly now think of the most absurd thing that comes to my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the IT guy was here on Monday, right after I switched my password, and he's like, Hey, I'm gonna switch out your computer. I need your password. And I'm like, Oh man, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> because you
4: have to make a password that you'll remember, yeah.
3: No matter what, no matter okay. what, yeah. So I'm like, and, and he's like, um, I, I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, mine's Big Daddy Pimp. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, but you know, it's with a capital B. <laughs> sure.
5: sure. Oh, and, like,
3: and I started thinking, like, man, my, like you know, even like my, my my previous password, we were we were talking a lot about the Cash Me Outside girl. Right. So mine was Cash Me Outside 69 before Big Daddy Pimp. <laughs> Boom. Oh. Yeah, because 69 because I'm 10 years <laughs> nice. old.
5: Nice. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know. By my... the way,
2: I guarantee most of Allie's passwords include 69. I guarantee it. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: No yeah. one enjoys
2: that more than she does. What?
4: I mean, uh, hearing that number on the air and saying <laughs>
2: and saying nice.
6: Wow, that was. <laughs> But it's quite a revelation. I mean you're not wrong.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But how did
2: you know? How did
6: you know? (laughs)
2: But Omar, so when you were saying uh, to IT, my password is Big Daddy Pimp, Yeah, you felt like such a tool because totally. he doesn't know you well enough to know that you did that because it was hilarious. He he probably thought, oh, does Omar think a lot of himself?
3: <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, really? You know, I just, I just felt so small. And it got me thinking, everybody probably has those kind of passwords because you have to think about something that you have to remember instantly. Mm-hmm. Right. And the more you know? absurd, the easier it is to Absolutely. remember. And you're always told, don't write it down. You know, so I was just like, okay, yeah, this is it. And it also got, got me thinking about my Wi-Fi password. Mm-hmm. My Wi-Fi password is uh, Mia Mikey. Mia for my daughter. And then Mikey because we thought my current daughter, Zoe, my uh, uh, youngest, was going to be a boy. Oh, So we're going to name her Michael. Okay. So Mia Mikey. So we haven't ch- changed that. So no, wait, once we get wait. older... How old?
6: How? Zoe's like four.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And it's still Mikey? Yeah. And this, and I don't one think day gonna they're going to ask, hey, uh, who's yeah. Mikey? Right? I, like, I don't
6: know. I was like, Oh, oh yeah. that was you, Zoe. <laughs> I,
4: was yeah, exactly. you I was hoping you were a dude. guy.
3: <laughs> but how Aww. many of us have silly passwords, though? I do. Camp dog, yeah. Because
4: I can never remember. So, um. like, one of mine was uh, March 21th is bullsh. It's <laughs> okay. my birthday. All you right. know, it's just anything that I can remember. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my brother, Bruce. When I was a kid, I always blame stuff on him, so I would put Bruce probably did it. Because <laughs> <one. laughs> you have to, it has to be something that you can remember no matter what. Yeah. So I've had a thousand of those. And like I said, I keep hitting on forget pa- forgot
3: password. Yeah.
4: And a and lot but... of these places don't let you reuse some of the words that you used before. Right. And that's, yes. BS. And yes. how much
3: time do you waste clicking the forgot so password much. and getting the little text mm-hmm. and entering the code and going through the entire process? That's yeah. just annoying. So then
4: I, I also used uh, Bringing Sexy back once just because <laughs> sure. I thought it was funny, but it required some kind of a character. So Mm -hmm. I put, question mark.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I often like to um, make my password something that I need a reminder of. Okay. Maybe something that you either need to bring into your life or stop doing.
4: You're a good person. Uh, Right. (laughs) Except my
6: last one was don't date comics.
4: Don't date comics. Right. Okay.
6: But the don't and date, the D and then the D and then the C, all uppercase. Yeah, of course. So... Yeah, ridiculous. it had to. It had to be something that. And then every morning I would type it in. I'm like, you're right, Allie. Don't. That's, That's a
2: great so idea, weird. by the way. You give that yourself a... a little pep talk yeah. every time
6: you put in your password. Why not?
2: Very uh. smart. I wish I had better stories to contribute. Mine would be re- My passwords would be super boring. Because you, you can probably remember them easier. Yeah. Well, I do, but I also, I mean, I guess a lot of people probably pick stuff they like to. Like, I've had passwords for every uh, legendary AM radio station you can imagine. My password, <laughs> will, be,
5: my what password will be
2: 89 WLS Chicago, for instance. That'll be a password mm-hmm. for me because that's something I'm always going to, you know, keep in my heart. You could also put like
3: nerd nerd nerd. <laughs> Capital lens. Remember when we we were trying to figure out Muggs' phone password? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it was uh, boobs but backwards with numbers. Yes. 8008.
6: Yeah, zero zero eight. Yeah, yep. That's Love so that. Mugsy. That's so way,
5: <laughs> um,
2: Ali, didn't you tell us once that there's a funny Wi-Fi in your neighborhood? A funny Wi-Fi password in your neighborhood?
6: Um, well, mine. is the name of the Wi-Fi. Yeah, mine is Alderon Places. Um, but I often look to see what other people's are, and mm-hmm. I. I always get mad when I see Doug's mom and I'm like Ugh. <laughs> Who At least cares? try. Who cares that you're Doug's mom?
2: Doug hates you.
6: Doug hates you, and so <laughs> do we.
2: By the way, Alderon Places is pretty strong. That is strong. Thank you. I, I, that's very funny, very Star Wars and very punny. It's kind of got it all going Thank on. Thank you.
3: All right, let's squeeze in a, a
2: couple of calls on this. <laughs> why, don't we, uh, why don't we try JD? Let's try JD. Yes, line six. <laughs> JD, please, in Los Angeles. I think
3: he's a perfect example of what we're looking for. Hey, JD. Hey, what's
4: up? password you can remember
3: for the longest time there was a tv show called back in the barnyard and it was great and there was this one catchphrase that stuck with me and it was uh milk me and uh so that was my password your password for like was 10 years. milk me yep for 10 years
2: are you sure that back in the barnyard wasn't a
1: porn <laughs> hub
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a real it a show.
1: show it was a cow
3: right but the cow had udders for some reason but um What's a boy happening? Cow. No, 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 A boy cow that had udders. And he would always be like, milk me when he was upset. So I love that. And I sure, it you wasn't
6: back pretty- in the boneyard. Right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need, we need
7: to learn more
2: about JD. <laughs> I
5: know. Thank you for the call.
2: Appreciate it. Let's go to Julie Woodland Hills up next, Line five here on the Kevin and Bean show. Shelf. I think this ah, is going to be night. fun, you guys. We got some good ones. Yes, Julie.
8: Hi there. What's up?
9: Hi, mine wasn't a password, but I would name my Wi-Fi to give my neighbors messages like the lawn won't mow itself. <laughs>
3: nice, nice, <laughs> awesome! Is, I never thought of that. That's really <sighs>
4: smart. That's a great idea, Julie.
2: Thank you. And by the way, that's a, a lot of people want to send a message to their to yes. their neighbors. You know, hey, keep it down after ten. You know, <laughs> yes. some stuff like that. All right, let's try Kyle Westminster up next, line three on the Kevin DeBean Show. Hey, how
4: are you doing? Good, thank you. So mine was, uh, don't hack my s. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. There so you go. you just put it out there to any hackers that come across you. Just say, hey, don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do it. All right. And the one thing I know about hackers
2: is they love to follow the rules. That's yeah. correct, yes. <laughs> thank you. Let's go down to Kevin, Temple City. He's on line eight. Kevin, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. What was yours? Hey,
10: what's up, guys? Hi.
11: FBI surveillance van number two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you
12: got to <laughs> screw with the neighbors, you know? They can be clean.
1: Uh, <laughs> <that> was- nice. <laughs> Why did we agree to do this?
8: Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us.
1: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
13: I hate us. Jensen.
2: Yeah. You made reference to something that is so relevant to my interest last week, yeah. and I'm embarrassed to say that I know next to nothing about this story, but you are our beef correspondent. Yes. There is a feud going on between Alex Jones, who's a despicable human being. Yes. And uh, inexplicably, one of the most popular radio and television personalities in America right now. In the world. In, in the world, yeah. yeah. He's huge. huge. Uh, he, even though he's been booted from Facebook, he's been booted from YouTube. I mean, everybody's tried to close him down, but he still has his hardcore fans that believe everything that comes out of his mouth. And he's in a feud with our friend Joe Rogan, the very popular Joe Rogan podcast. What's going on? Well, Alex Jones have been
14: and Joe Rogan have been friends for 20 years, which is something I was what? shocked to hear. I guess they have a really? history. Because, uh, you know, Alex Jones was kind of a comedy Guy early in his career. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? And I think they. And I this think is they, all news. Yeah, I think they crossed Was paths. He on
2: whose line is it anyway? Oh, yeah, he's
14: <laughs> a big improv guy. He went to UCB in New York and then <laughs> moved out to Chicago. Uh, Joe had Alex on his show some years ago, which is how you've seen that. That image of Alex Jones smoking weed. That was from yes. the Joe Rogan show. But recently, Joe had on Jack Dorsey on the on his huge podcast, who's the head of Twitter, at mm-hmm. Jack. That and dude it, owes me some money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, extremist idiots like Alex Jones, who went on that platform and tweeted things about Sandy Hook being a hoax or hinting that Supreme Court Justice uh, Scalia was murdered with a pillow. Uh, because of things like that misinformation, he was kicked off the platform. Uh-huh. And he's finding himself kicked off more and more platforms. So since... He had Jack on the podcast. You'd think Joe Rogan might, you know, defend his friend of 20 years. That's, that's at least what an idiot like Alex Jones thinks. <laughs> but instead, it was the exact opposite. Joe started to distance himself from from Alex Jones by saying, like, yeah, he, he should stop talking about Sandy Hook and stop talking about George Soros, which is kind of a weird coded word for Jewish people that people say, like, oh, George Soros is controlling the world and paying things off. They're all this misinformation right. uh, that, that Alex is used to. So – our boy, and by when I say our boy, I mean someone we want to distance ourselves from, Alex Jones, went on his show okay. and started talking about the problem that he has with Joe Rogan. And it is crazy. Let's listen to the message he opens it with.
7: I'm built for war, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't act like a tough guy all day. I'm just, I do the war. You understand? So, so uh, the threats don't matter to me. The, 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 oh, the Oh, I'll still be your friend. Joe. I'll never talk to you again. I'll never come on your show again. I'm going to destroy you. Don't give me any more pleasantries. I want war. Give so, me your attacks. No, let it play. Everything. Let it play. Hold. Now you understand the shape of things. That's <laughs> good that you understand those. Now you understand. That I'll get my hands politically around your neck, and all your tough guy crap's gonna end real quick. God wants me to wage war. <laughs> so God. Just- what? Listen to this. God told me destroy Joe Rogan. God told me. Yes, sir, Jesus, I will do it. No more games. War. Ah What? The real thing. <laughs> what? War. War.
14: War unbelievable. I did not edit it. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> that my is God. unbelievable. Jesus so, wants him to fight Joe Rogan. So I know there's
2: more. but yeah. So he's pretty chill about Joe coming down. <laughs> very chill.
14: How does he juggle being a religious person and fighting? Well, let's hear.
7: I'm afraid of God. And when I'm not fighting you, I feel scared. When I'm fighting you, I see God smiling in the center of my soul, right in my heart. I know the wind is filling my shales, and I'm on a journey where I'm supposed to go. I'm on the path of my ancestors, a path beyond the stars. A path to Valhalla. <laughs>
5: what is he talking about? <laughs> what? He is what a is
8: fantastic broadcaster. are you
14: talking about? <laughs> that what? is awesome. Uh, he doesn't stop. Uh, he does make some sort of a distinction between true violence and political decisions, but I don't follow it.
7: Joe Rogan, metaphysically, is a Christmas hog. Yeah. And I'm going to politically haul him up by his back legs and slit his throat. <laughs> His blood will fill buckets, politically, <laughs> not violently. Get ready, Joe.
14: <laughs> politically, <laughs> politically. I'm gonna cut his uh, throat open. I'm gonna have the blood slid into buckets, but that's political, not not violent.
2: He continues <laughs> didn't to sound violent
7: at all. No, it?
14: not at all. He continues to be completely insane. Uh, he's truly thinking he's going to go into battle.
7: Once we stop fearing the devil and start taking the devil on, is the day we start living. And then you see the horizon. You realize God's in control. And the bluff's got to be called. The enemy's got to be engaged. Bone's got to meet bone. Sword's got to meet shield. The axe has got to come down on that skull. And in the end, we'll see heaven.
5: That
4: wow is insane.
14: That was my bar mitzvah speech. <laughs> oh,
4: wow! Can't believe he did it word
14: for word.
2: Guys,
4: uh, am I the only one here who thinks it's legitimately awesome? No, it's the oh best. no, it's awesome. It's, but it's so great because he's clearly just insane. Yeah, it's you say it's
6: awesome, but there are people listening right now that believe every word that's coming out of his mouth.
14: Well, that's the problem, is he has said things like Pizzagate being real, then someone mm-hmm. shows up at the pizza place and has a gun and right. shoots inside. I mean, he's... Uh, he's... He's dangerous.
6: Yeah, there's nothing awesome about this. He's insane, and I am he... trying
14: not to enjoy it then. And when okay. he went into his child custody battle, which uh, he lost, when he went to his child custody battle... Happy he... birthday,
2: Alex Jones.
6: <laughs> he, told people,
14: he told people he was a character on, on the radio, and th- that seemed like something he should probably be telling everyone, but as you can hear by this last... Uh, Clip that involves a Moby Dick analogy and also repeated farting sounds.
7: See, Captain Ahab isn't fighting a whale, is he? If you're a whale, you're fighting a big squid ten times bigger than you. No whale, no sperm whale's ever fought that show. you little sperm whale. There's a squid this long. That's me. One of my tentacles. Can what? Your entire head. What? I'm going to show you right now. One tentacle right now is wrapped around you. Uh-huh. Just one.
5: What?
7: And don't worry. I'll show you. But I'm going to squeeze you slowly, just slowly, slowly, the big, tough Hollywood guy. Just very slowly. Just squeeze, squeeze and give you what you want, Hollywood, because vengeance <laughs> is God. The The big, giant, burning... Uh, plungers are even there. Like, uh, 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 he's Michael
14: uh, uh, Winslow all of a <laughs> sudden. <laughs> and this is truly a beautiful ending. Because
7: I'm clear to fire, dude. Jesus, who you hate so much, said, Jesus told me to destroy Joe Rogan.
4: <sighs> <sighs> Jesus told him to destroy Joe Rogan.
5: Oh,
1: Happy
2: thanks. birthday, Alex Jones.
1: <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. Okay.
2: We've been looking forward to talking to Dr. Drew because we have a medical emergency here at K-Rock right now. We have a health crisis and we... Some guidance on this. Dr. Drew, first of all, good morning, sir. How are you?
10: Good morning. I, I've, I'll be airlifted over this afternoon <laughs> oh, thank with, God. with, oh, with a team to. of attorneys.
2: Yes. Yes. Attorneys and hazmat suits for everyone. Well, we, you're uh, going to
10: have to wear those giant, those masks, you know, those air filtration masks.
5: Okay. Right. You're going
10: to need to wear immediately. Immediately. You need to get one of those on. Okay. If so the powers that be have some issues with that, In turn, you know, after all, you're not going to be that easily heard through those masks trying to broadcast on the radio <laughs> right. may, may interfere a little bit you tell them it's on them it's on them <laughs> they dr. Correct drew, the problem.
14: dr drew i'm wearing one now and i need to know pretty pretty much i need to know are we in grave danger
10: well you could be right all right.
2: Here's uh, what's to, going on. Let me tell. Yeah. Let me tell Dr. Drew what's going on. Uh, yeah. And by the way, you can go to the Kevin Bean Instagram account at Kevin Bean and see the team coverage that we put up, including Nicole Alvarez and Megan Holiday and Stryker and Klein and. Because uh, we're all going to be gone in a week. Because <laughs> we're all going to be gone. And Kevin, if I recall correctly, you were wearing a surgical mask was, yes. as, as you started, but we just have, for comedy, I, I didn't right. realize <laughs> I needed it. You needed it, right? We have a leak. Here in the building. Even though we're on the second floor of a high rise in the Miracle Mile, we have a leak of epic proportion to the point where you hear as you walk down the the hall, you hear the carpet squish. This is not
4: just a tiny little bit of water. This is deeply penetrated. Water
10: on this car, but
4: at least it's only been there since it started raining a week ago. Yes, it's very, very bad, Doctor.
10: I, I think you need a different word than leak, don't you? <laughs> yes, it, it sounds like something trickling in. This is this is a deluge. <laughs> it's, yes, it's a deluge. <laughs> is, Thank I mean, you're, you're, know, this, I, we, we have talked about. It's a waterfall forget the yes forget the risk of black mold how about just drowning
5: <laughs> <laughs> didn't
4: even think about that
2: so when we saw that story and then we coupled it with the big story that's been in the news in LA city hall where they are in, they have the same thing they're ripping up all the carpets because they all got wet they then they developed a rat problem as a result of that and rats mean what dr drew fleas and then typists. after that it was typhus left and right everybody down there getting typhus
10: yeah, and and that is all throughout Los Angeles. That is the risk. So the rats get in and eat all the whatever the mold and the decomposing drywall, whatever's out there, whatever mm-hmm. debris you guys leave around. <laughs> and and the, and those they they are right outside waiting for you guys. I mean those rats carry typhus. They will come in. And what I've told you before is by summertime, a new a, a new infectious disease will emerge with it. Which is also something that the rats naturally carry. It's called ursinia, but, but the type is is inevitable. So you guys, inevitable. Wait, inevitable. Are there are there animals nearby that you can sort of control the, the I flea? I mean, beer mug. Okay, good. Get him a flea collar. Get him a flea collar. I'm not kidding. He needs more than that. And uh, everyone wear DEET, and it's really. It's I don't so, feel
4: like there's animals here. I don't even feel like there's rats, rats Yeah, but there're oh, there're rats and, I are guarantee there, yeah, there are rats, rats in the walls. Yeah, it's got to be rats.
2: I guarantee I it mean, there's rats guarantee. everywhere. Yes, there's okay. rats everywhere and they are attracted to mold and water and things like that. They figure out- Dr. Drew, this morning, we started talking about typhus, and Jensen kind of laughed and thought, you know, nobody's gotten typhus since the pirate days, okay? Oh, we no. had, we had listeners days. call in that had typhus. We had listeners call in who had had scarlet fever, who had had trench mouth, who had had sure. dengue fever. Dengue, what, was, yeah. what was Kawasaki disease? Kawasaki, Kawasaki disease. Yeah. Hoof and mouth. I mean, it's just like everything is going around out there, and we now feel like, I, I mean, I'm terrified to go outside now.
10: Well, at uh, first First of all, I, I, you understand there are gigantic textbooks of infectious diseases that are waiting for right. you. That are about seventeen hundred pages long. Right, They're, but
4: most of them, the ones that we were t- just mentioning, have been solved. We no, thought they not were
10: eradicated. They we, were solved. We, we, we live in a naive delusion that these things don't exist. Thus, thus, people at city hall can stand by and goes, "Typhus? What? I don't know what you're talking about. There's no typhus here. Yeah, hey, we have small outbreaks now and then. They are full of S. This is a major deal." And we are going to have measles soon. Oh measles is, is coming your way. In fact, we, I'm beginning to think we all ought to have our measles titers checked to make sure we're adequately immunized. Measles what? Titers. What's that? It's the circulating antibodies to, that oh. keep the, allow you to fight the measles off. And if your oh, titers so are like not an, an I mean, with the, when this epidemic, we, have, we live in a delusion that we're not biological. Nothing has changed. We just lived in a modern civilization that has broken down. We allow people to languish in the streets. We allow dumps to to develop on both sides. We allow rodents to overrun. And the first thing, the first wave is typhus. I knew that would be the first wave. It, what are we shit. Dodger Stadium? <laughs> not work.
14: Drew is Drew is
2: explaining the worst game of SimCity. <laughs> so you're you're saying that, if I understand correctly, and I don't want to exaggerate this, you're saying that one of us on this conversation on this phone right now is likely to die of typhus this year.
10: Uh, my son had typhus. Oh, oh, what? What? No. oh Drew, get yeah. off
14: our phone. Is it through the phone?
10: <laughs> yeah, I mean this is a. It, it, and it's, a, it's an endemic problem along the foothills here in Southern California. It's why I've dealt with it my whole career. And it's usually in possums and raccoons. But I, I noticed when the rats overrun Pasadena, they overran us. I thought, oh, my God, we're going to have a typhus outbreak. Wow. That was last summer. And now it's continued, and it's past the 405 freeway into Long Beach, which I've never seen. All these rats are just typh-
14: running across <laughs> the freeway. <laughs> go, go, go. Go, go, everybody, go. we got typhus. <laughs>
2: Um, is the plague next, Doctor Drew? Is that where this is headed?
10: <laughs> no. Nope. Well, rats not... and natu- thatch. There, there have been three cases in Wyoming of Urcaenia, and ursinia is a natural pathogen in the rats. It just happens to be extremely uh, problematic for humans. Yeah. Yes, you may have heard of it. It, it. The other name for ursinia is bubonic plague.
2: Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, what, is my God. Going on? what are we? I just thought the carpet was wet. I didn't
4: know we're dealing with all of this. <laughs>
3: Okay. Alright,
2: <laughs> that's, that's fine. Dr. Drew. <laughs> Dr. Drew <laughs> Dr. Drew. <laughs> Dr. Drew. <laughs> is where you yeah. went.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, not wait, not I at be... all exaggerated. Wait, I have one more question, B. Yes, yeah. go ahead. What if we were to have gotten an email saying there's no mold?
10: Consult the attorneys that I'm delivering to you this afternoon. Don't say anything more. Don't say another word. We're rich! You know, after this conversation, uh, guys, have a good time. Have a good time. (laughs) We we have (laughs) typhoid, but we're rich!
2: (laughs) Um, DrDrew.com is where you want to go for all of Dr. Drew's live appearances, his many podcasts, including the Dr. Drew podcast, Adam and Drew, The Swole Patrol, with uh, Mike Catherine, and let's talk about the new one with Tom Segura. What's this about?
10: It's on your mom's house. going to be released uh, just before Valentine's Day with Christina P., his wife. She'll be my first guest. It's Dr. Drew After Dark. It is really funny. It's really good. Is it sexy? Tom and Christina set this up for me and uh, asked me kindly to do it, and uh, it's been a lot of fun.
2: But that title means it's sexy time talk, right, Dr. Drew After
10: Dark?
2: (laughs) 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 Yes, go on, um,
10: Doctor. Go ahead. It goes into territory I don't normally go. For oh, sure. Oh, no,
2: sure. right? We're talking about the butt? It's very
10: uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, plus, you can download the Heal app at the App Store or Google. Please see a doctor <laughs> now at the comfort of your own ho. DrDrew.com. And look for him this afternoon, new to 3790 ABC. Thanks, Doc. This may be the last time we get to talk to you Goodbye before forever. one of this does. Bye, Bye now. Bye forever.
1: <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock.
8: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.
2: Here's something I learned uh, in researching this segment: Florida does not take the
0: holidays off from being Florida. <laughs> Thank mm. God.
2: Hit it, Steve. <laughs> you
7: got yet, people of Florida. F- you f- bunch of bastards. Florida,
3: Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? You-
2: I mean, they can't stop flirting, is what I'm saying. Right, Who's I love that. Can't? We've talked about uh, Dr. Mark Schrieber before. Uh, he was arrested again recently. This is a guy, you remember Kevin, who pled guilty years ago, back in 2008, to felony charges of practicing medicine without a license. Oh, they sent sure. him to jail. He was doing all sorts of like uh, hotel room kind of operations. Mm hmm. Well, I don't know how he got hooked up with a 55-year-old patient who said, I got a penis enlargement, and it's not working out for me, and I want you to remove it. But Dr. Schrieber said he would. The victim's penis is now incredibly small, very swollen, and the skin around the shaft has been removed and is raw. Oh. His penis is severely deformed and one inch long (laughs) after he went to this doctor.
6: I mean, he did what he was asked, right?
2: (laughs) He did... (laughs) He, did, he woke up the morning after the surgery to find his pe- his penis soaking in bloody bandages. Oh, oh man. God. Mr. Schreiber, I called him a doctor, I guess that's not true anymore, allegedly told the patient that the bleeding was normal and instructed him to just put two sticks on either side of the penis and wrap it to keep it up straight.
9: You like popsicles?
2: <laughs> he got he got paid $1,000, by the way, to do this. Maybe I the, mean, really, you get what you pay for, right?
9: I guess this
2: is the type of operation, kids... Go ahead and go to somebody who's got a medical license. There's
4: some things that you shouldn't go cheap on.
2: Yeah. Exactly right. Charles Albert Garcia, 40 years old, pulled over just after 11 o'clock on Monday night. He was on radar driving his Lexus at 70 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone. The police asked for his license. He said it was suspended but would be reinstated soon. However, they did run his name and found out that his license has been suspended since 2012. Wow. And he has been arrested on driving on a suspended license three previous times. There was a warrant out for his arrest. They said, "Step out of the car, Mr. Garcia," and he did. But because he knew that he had cocaine, heroin, meth, amphetamines, and marijuana <laughs> in the car, he threw the keys into the car behind him and locked it, figuring
4: that's going to take. He's going to take care of it. Wait, he locked his own car. He locked his so own. So the keys. police couldn't get in. Yes, exactly which I think is really just delaying the
2: inevitable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a solution that, that you're gonna be able to go, I am I'm, I, dodged
10: this that's bullet, it. you win, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's good,
2: right. good luck, we got other crimes to solve. Right, the police just look at it and they go, well, you got me, okay, bye-bye now. <laughs> Uh, didn't work out for him, by the way. Mm. They just had a guy come and open up the car. Uh, Port St. Lucie PD. This might be a you be the judge, Kevin. This okay. is around 2 a.m. A man pulls through the McDonald's drive-thru and said he's in a Pontiac four-door. He drives through the drive-thru and he wants to exchange a baggie of marijuana for McDonald's food. The McDonald's worker refused, the car drove off. The police were called, by the way. What's and the bull- McDonald's worker uptight? This is what I'm saying, Seriously? right? This is who's the dick, right? Right. I mean, look, everybody else coming through is giving you cash. If mm-hmm. this guy wants to make a deal with weed, don't don't be a dick, right? Right. And how much does one of those little burgers cost, for God's hey, sake? Man. Exactly. So the police come by to take a statement about it, and while they are there, the man goes through the <laughs> drive-thru <laughs> again. <laughs> So he has to see the cop car there. Yes, I'm sure he did. Uh, They pulled him over. There was a heavy odor of marijuana emitting from the car. They found 11 grams of marijuana on the suspect, by the way. He said that he was just joking when he offered the weed for the food. Mm. But I say give the man the food is what I said. Agreed. And uh, finally, this uh, guy is 60 years old. His name is Robert Miller. It's actually kind of uh, terrifying footage from the convenience store that he went in. Let's find out why he brought a rifle into a convenience store. It must have been something really awful, right? Caught on camera, a man walks into a Lutter Hill market with a loaded assault rifle. And cops say it's all because he was upset over the price of two packs of cigarettes. I mean, at least he had a legitimate
4: reason, right?
9: <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> and
4: by the way, how about this reporter? Is he awesome? I haven't heard it yet, but yeah, that guy, that guy, he was oh. upset about the price of oh, cigarettes.
2: I'm speechless. Do, do, do we need all of that? By the way, that's my new favorite on the scene eyewitness. <laughs> I love that they interviewed that guy on the news.
1: The in-store scare happening here at the Lauderhill Supermarket on Northwest 49th Avenue last Thursday. Police say that's Robert Miller holding the gun. According to cops, he had come in about twenty minutes before to buy two packs of Pall Mall cigarettes, but he left because the price was eleven
2: dollars and he only had ten. I mean, what's he supposed to do? <laughs> the price a went dollar up. short,
4: so he <laughs> brings a gun.
2: What's he supposed to do? Come on. Investigators say he
1: was so mad about the dollar difference, he grabbed his long rifle and came back to confront the clerk. Luckily, he left without hurting anyone in the store. Cops catching him nearby with the loaded rifle, and they say there were twenty-five rounds inside. The 60 year old arrested for aggravated assault and a
2: gun charge. I wonder how he thought that was gonna go, by the way. And was he still offering to pay the 10 bucks, or do you think he was kind of robbing the place? Do you think he was trying to get the stuff for free? I mean, I would assume if he
4: brought a rifle, he's yeah. not going, yeah. hey, uh, take a dollar off. <laughs> exactly.
6: <laughs> he was taking some mountain dews. He right. was he was doing some business in there. He
4: was he was going for it. Yeah. Well, it didn't
2: work out, and as the reporter mentioned, <laughs> thank god nobody was hurt. <laughs> and that's what's up with Florida. Florida, Florida,
3: Florida
1: What's up with Florida? The Killing Bean Show mornings on K-Rock. K-Rock.
2: K-Rock. K-Rock. Sounds kind of boring. Who's uh, who's ready for some
3: great news? Oh.
2: Now that wasn't on me. I...
3: When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away, it's time for...
2: tell you that i um, am ready for some great news i don't know how much uh, you don't watch the news kevin no. you're a kid but over the weekend i felt it was one of those times where every single story was awful like kids getting hit by school buses and just all and fires everywhere i mean it was just we need uh we need a palate cleanser here Allie, so why don't you get us started mm-hmm. here's
6: the thing about great news i love the fact that so many people now send us great news stories. Me too. They send them on Twitter. They do it on Instagram. They email it to us. I love that because people are now on the lookout for stories that they maybe just scrolled past. They wouldn't take a minute to stop and read. And this one was sent to us from a young lady named Kat Corbett. Hmm. And she said, this immediately made me think of you guys and great news. Although she called it good news. So come on. Cat. I mean, let's get it <laughs> she together. Hasn't heard
4: the show. Listen, sometimes it's only good, but we try to pick great.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. So every day for the last thirty years, John Chan has greeted customers at his Donut City location in Seal Beach, starting at 4:30 a.m. Him and his wife Stella, they've become a staple in the community. For him, he said it's just nice working with his best friend and partner. But lately. You better get there earlier and earlier because the goodies are flying off the shelves like never before. And here's why. Last month, his wife had a brain aneurysm and she was rushed to the hospital and she continues now to recover at a nursing facility. And as you can imagine, it's been extremely difficult for the family. And when people in Seal Beach found out about this, they thought, you know what we should do? We should go in every day early and buy everything off the shelves so he can leave earlier and earlier every single day and spend more time with his wife. That's awesome. So they've been coming in and cleaning him out by 10, 10.30 in the morning, which is wonderful. So they said the sooner we can get him home and get support for her, the better for both of them and the community.
2: But what about me if I want a donut at noon?
4: You don't get one, dude. But they're closed, though. Right.
2: Because they have
6: sold out. So lovely John Chan can go to his wife Stella's side and be with her as she gets that's better nice. and recovers. So, got to hand it to the people in Seal Beach who saw this and thought, how can we help? And it's just such a simple way because I know, especially a guy that's had this place for 30 years. He's not just going to shut down. He's going to get in there early, get the job done, work as hard as he can so he can then leave later in the day. So to make it even easier for him to leave even earlier, that's it's such a blessing. So that's my great news.
2: Donuts, right?
6: Right.
4: Being there are other places, too, that you can get donuts. You should my, look into uh, it.
2: My great news involves uh one young man's reaction to the awful anti-Semitic attack in Pittsburgh last week that killed 11 people and left six others injured, including four police officers. You've seen the outpouring on the news uh, in Pittsburgh of blood drives and vigils and all the crowdfunding campaigns, and this one involves crowdfunding as well. A uh, Chicago-based activist named Tariq El-Masidi works with a Muslim fundraising website called Launch Good. Within two hours of hearing about the shooting at the temple, he started an online campaign with a goal of twenty five thousand dollars to help the people there and this surprises a lot of people because this is a muslim organization that generally raises money for muslim concerns well as of last night they were well over two hundred thousand dollars that has been raised for funeral costs of victims of the temple shooting and for medical bills for those who were injured Putting our religious differences or even our political differences aside, the core of uh, all of us is that we have a shared humanity, he said. We wanted to reach out as human beings to help. By the way, they've already started distributing some of the donations as of this morning. He also said that he was inspired by the story of the Prophet Muhammad, the founder of Islam. When he saw a funeral procession for a Jewish man, the Prophet stood up to pay his respects. When his disciples next to him noted that the man was not a Muslim, Muhammad replied, was he not a soul? Mr. El-Masidi said that while Judaism and Islam have differences, they are linked by tragic similarities. Followers of both faiths have been targeted in bigoted attacks. This shared discrimination has brought both communities closer. So within a few days, he raised over $200,000 to help victims and family members of victims of the wow. temple shooting. Wow. And I just think that's so beautiful when you see people of very, you know, it's easy in our mind to think about Muslims and Jews being at cross purposes. But when you get down to the basic humanity of it all,
4: I think it's wonderful that something like this can happen. And that's my great news. Mine is a uh, soldier who was helping hurricane relief mission in North Carolina. He lives in Charlotte. He goes to North Carolina and he's helping people clean up and looking for survivors and everything else because that was one of the hardest hit places um, for the hurricane, and while he was gone, his home was robbed. No. In Charlotte, somebody broke into his back door, took his computer, took everything that was in there. Man. Stuff like like that he didn't have a replacement for, and they get home, and it's just his stuff is everywhere, and it's all the important stuff is missing. You may be misunderstanding the concept of great news. So then, <laughs> his friend uh, Mary Capron decided to put up a GoFundMe page. To help him recoup some of the costs, Mm -hmm. she put it up and she said, this is my goal, $5,000. In less than a day, people had sent in $15,000 in less than 24 hours. And then, and this is my favorite part of the story, he, Luis Ocampo, went and said, I'm closing the GoFundMe because $15,000 is enough. Oh, and wow. I don't want to take advantage of people's kindness.
6: Seriously. Right? This guy.
4: So her friend, so his friend that put up the GoFundMe, good on you. All yeah. 400 people that donated, good on you.
6: Yeah.
4: And good on him for just closing it down and saying, "I have enough." Yeah, we're good. Use your money someplace else. Mm. That's sweet, and that's my great news. Bitter, predictable whining disc
1: jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
4: All
2: right, I don't think we've uh Ever had this phone topic before, but I think it could be very interesting. You're allergic to something, but you decide to go ahead and be with it anyway because it's just too good to give up. People who eat foods that they're allergic to. I think I told you guys off the air that uh, my wife and I are staying at a a house on vacation uh, in a couple of weeks that has a cat,
6: Mm -hmm.
4: built-in cat. My wife is super allergic to cats.
6: Oh, man. Go to a different house. No,
4: no, no, no. That, you don't see that as the plan? <laughs> Bean stays. Oh. She has to go someplace else oh. because the
6: allergies. Smart. Donna. I love, right? I've stayed at this house She's
4: before, <laughs> incredibly smart.
2: And I fell very much in love with Rojo. That's the only reason I'm going. And I'm very
4: excited to see Rojo again. How is and... your wife going to do that, though? She's just going to deal. But that's not... She's going to deal. For how long? Uh, I think we're going to be there for about a week,
6: I guess. (gasps) Because I I
4: would think maybe you could deal... For six hours, but mm-hmm. or a day at the most.
2: Can she a week?
6: take any medications? Yeah, I mean, I think
2: she'll Benadryl it up. So, mm-hmm. um look, if I'm going to have to choose between a cat that I've met once and my wife, what do right. you think? Oh
4: my I'm, God, <laughs> right? you think I'm going to do? See you later, Donna.
2: Now, I think Allie. I think you are the queen of this mm-hmm. because you have such a big allergy that it's kind of hard to avoid it your whole life, and that's dairy, right?
6: Yeah, I I have a very distinct reaction to mm. dairy. Where, um, we'll just say both ends um, at the same time. (laughs) So I know exactly how to time it out. I know how much time I have. I know depending on if it's going to be pizza. God bless you if you're around and there's garlic bread. Something about the butter makes it almost instantaneous.
4: Okay, so for you, it's not cut it out. It's Mm -hmm. just you have to time it right. It's
6: just time it right. So it's worth it. And most likely... Be home is best, obviously. Uh Nobody around that doesn't know about the allergy. Right. Always best. (laughs) Uh And number three, if you want to fit into something cuter later in the night... Great plan. Oh, Stomach's flat. Yeah, you lose some weight. Yeah. Now, <laughs> let me
2: ask you this because I don't know much about these uh, this dairy uh, uh, allergy. There's mm-hmm. no um, significant repercussions afterwards. In other words, it upsets your stomach, makes you uncomfortable, makes you sick momentarily, but it's not like it does any damage to you down the road if you have dairy, right?
6: I'm sure over time, if I kept doing this, I'd have some issues. You, you don't
2: do it that often.
6: No. Right. No.
2: But are there times, Allie, where mm-hmm. you just are like, God damn it, do I want pizza?
6: Absolutely. I crave
2: pizza and I'm going to eat pizza.
6: Absolutely. And I do it. And my friend calls it poo pizza. Ew. Oh. You getting that poo pizza? pizza. That.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is not what you want.
6: Uh, that but doesn't you know make it
4: sound fun at all. Right. But here's the thing is that you have to be so disciplined. Mm-hmm. And
6: sometimes you get just tired of being disciplined. Yeah. And I'm sorry, pizza's the greatest food on the Putsa. earth. It's, sorry, it's called a pizza. Yes. pretty good. But yeah. while I'm eating it for those like couple slices, yeah. I'm in heaven. Right. And then I am in serious hell for a good 25, 30 minutes.
2: <laughs> I read an article uh, yesterday and we are going to get to your calls. They're already coming in fast at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. 520 1067 I read an article that was so interesting to me because it was things that I, I have never really heard of people being allergic to. But there are people who are allergic to almost everything out there, like people who are allergic to household cleaners. Right. What, mm-hmm. are, you, what are you supposed to do? Because at some point you got to pull out the 409 or whatever, the Comet, whatever it is you're using to clean your house, right? Mm-hmm. People who are allergic to cosmetics and skin care products. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a lady in particular... Your life is going to involve cosmetics at some point, right?
6: Yeah, but there's ways to get around that. They're, do they, do yeah. they
2: have hypoallergenic? Absolutely. People who are allergic to condoms, for instance. Mm. Right? That's apparently not an uncommon. Uh, it, by the way, I claimed for years I was allergic to condoms. Right. But right. What most
6: dudes do. But, I have a friend that was allergic. Can I say this? I don't know. To, um, to uh, semen.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that, too.
6: And her husband. It's not just a story. Her husband was like, no way, this isn't even possible. He had to go to the doctor, give a sample, all of that to determine there's some, dare I say, protein in it that didn't mix well with her. Wow. Uh, bad situation, guys. Real bad situation.
4: Listen to this, Ellie. I'd like to know how many people claim that and how many people it's true for. Right. Very rarely <laughs> women can have an allergic reaction to
2: their partner's semen, which can include redness, burning, itching, and swelling in areas where the fluid was exposed to their skin. This allergy is often person-specific. <gasps> what? So a yes. woman may experience it with one partner, mm-hmm. but not with others.
6: Yeah, she asked if she could try it out with other people. Right? He was not in. Just that. for science. Yeah. For science, yeah. I research. have to research. <laughs> research.
2: <Right. laughs> of allergies that i've not heard of so we'll get to as many as we can as fast as we can let's do one before the break and make it line two's brandy she's calling from long beach brandy welcome to the kevin and bean show what are you allergic to
15: i'm allergic to pineapple which i discovered on my honeymoon Mm -hmm. and it makes my entire mouth swell up and Mm -hmm. makes my tongue very itchy but i do not care
5: and in the last
15: years, I have had the pleasure of having Hawaii as part of my territory for work. Uh-huh. So I go to Hawaii about every six to eight weeks, and I still eat it every single time I go. <laughs> love
4: it. You're just like, you know what? F it. I like it. I like it. <laughs>
2: how um, how long do those effects last after you've had uh, pineapple?
15: It just depends on how much of it I eat and how strong it is. If I eat straight pineapple and I eat a lot of it, it could last for, you know, an
6: hour or so. Oh. Okay, that's worth, manageable. Worth it. Worth it. How do we become friends with Brandy and go to Hawaii every six right, weeks? Right, every six with No hearts.
2: kidding. Wow. That's great. All right, uh, aloha. I'll play the ukulele for you another time, but we're out of time right now, Brandy. We appreciate it. What are you allergic to? But you still go for it. We'll talk to you next on rock Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q.
0: four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com
7: after the end of a good fight you deserve a nice cold reward medela is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
4: We are talking about you're allergic to something, but you just every once in a while say, F it, I'm going to do it anyway. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? We are good. What's yours?
9: Alcohol. What? You're allergic Katie. to
4: Alcohol.
9: Yes, I sure am. <laughs> all,
2: all kinds? It doesn't matter whether it's uh, beer or bourbon? Wouldn't you guess she's I tried, tried every, every single one?
4: <laughs>
9: I've tried everything, yes.
2: Uh, uh, what, ha- what happens to you when you drink alcohol?
9: So, I'm not Asian, but I get the Asian flush, mm-hmm. and I get burning in my esophagus and stomach, which then turns into stomach spasms. Oh, my oh, gosh. Geez. Oh, my
2: gosh. So, how often do you treat yourself and drink anyway?
9: Um, at this point, I've reached a certain age where I basically just do it on special occasions. When I was younger, it was more often than not because uh-huh. I just went into oblivion. <laughs> so,
2: spasms. So, yeah. So you just you, you just switched over to hard drugs just to avoid that, right?
6: Oh, absolutely. Just went straight
2: heroin. <laughs> straight heroin. I mean, you're not allergic. Wow. That's a tough one, man. There are a lot of people out there feeling for you right now, Katie. We appreciate the call so much. Let's go out to uh, Prescott, Arizona. Kevin DeBean Lister, listening online at Radio.com app. Ryan, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Doing well. Popo's out, guys. How are you doing? Popo's out of you as well. What are you allergic to? I'm allergic to grass. Uh, not weed, but I'm allergic to actual blades of grass. Oh, my oh, no. gosh. So do you have, uh, like, a yard you have to walk by to get to your car every morning? Uh, well, no. I, I grew
3: up playing sports. Um, oh, no. Playing soccer? At a very early age. Soccer, yeah, football?
16: Uh, uh, soccer, football, baseball, all yeah. of it. Um and, uh yeah, I would break out in just the worst hives the second my skin makes contact with it.
5: Oh.
8: So in the middle of summer during baseball, while it's, you know, 90 degrees here in Arizona, um I'm covered head to toe. Like, I, I'm wearing long sleeves,
3: turtleneck, high socks, high, <laughs> oh. high socks. And so I'm out there sweating profusely just so I don't break out in hives.
4: That is awful. That's Mm -hmm. awful. What a terrible fielder you must have been. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm not going to dive. I'm not going to dive. I'm not not laying out for any balls. (laughs) 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 Exactly. (laughs) All right,
2: Ryan, thank you for the call. Appreciate that so much. Let's go to line one. Corona, this is going to be Daniel. He's a guy who goes out of his way to subject himself to something he's allergic to. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you.
16: What is it? I, uh, I go backpacking in the summers and things like that and up in the mountains and
8: I go fishing and, you know, I catch a fish and I bring it in.
3: Right.
16: And the
8: next day, my hands are blistered and, you know, that kind of thing that you did when you were a kid
4: and you put glue on your hands and you peeled it off?
5: Oh, oh no. Yes. That's, that's, yeah. That's basically
11: my hand. And, and you... it goes like that for about a
4: month. And that's caused by fish? Yeah, they call it, you know, it's certain fish, like trout and salmon that have it. Is it and, the oil? Uh, it's only the ones that you
8: catch? It's the oil, yeah. They call it fisherman's hands. And, I uh,
2: I am going to tell you something, Daniel, that is going to blow your mind. You can now buy fish in the supermarket. You don't have to catch it. You don't have to skin it. You don't have to clean it. You don't have to do anything but cook it and cut it. Where's the fun in that, though? Right? right? Well, the, fa- the fun in that is your
4: hands don't are all blistered up. Uh, it's, it's worth it. It's Did you say it was for a, a month?
8: Yeah, it goes out for about a month. Yeah, just, uh, you know, parts of my palms start to peel. and Oh, man. It goes up to the fingers, and yeah. That is you know, something I've, else. You know, I've, I've had it my
4: entire life, and... You're and a gross dude, Daniel. Now and, <laughs> and I just now figured it
1: out.
2: So,
4: Yep, you are a very slow learner. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Appreciate oh, the call.
2: him. Uh, let's go to line six, Whittier. This is going to be Jacqueline. Now, Kevin,
4: be nice to Jacqueline. Of course. That's okay? all I am is nice. What are you allergic to, Jacqueline?
9: I am very allergic to animals. All animals, pretty much. All, all animals. animals.
2: Okay, oh, and, w- yeah. and what do you do for a living?
9: I'm a registered veterinary technician. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> what? How, why did you? Uh, what are you
4: doing?
9: <laughs> oh, I love animals, so I, I'm going to do what I love. They <laughs> don't love you. How do yes. you
4: protect yourself?
9: I am on a lot of medications, so I do have a fix for your wife.
2: <laughs> a fix for what?
9: Oh, for have Donna. For oh, oh, oh,
4: yeah, okay. Oh, yeah,
2: please. Right. What, what do you recommend for her? Because we're going to be staying at a house with a cat. That's cute. You say we... Well, I,
9: I don't know if I can say brand names on the radio. Yeah, of sure. course. Yeah, sure. Oh, so she's got to go to the, the counter at any drugstore and ask for Allegra D. Allegra,
2: Allegra D. D. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. She's usually a Benadryl gal, but, but that puts no, her to sleep, th- so...
9: Yeah, exactly. Allergy 24-hour. Okay. That'll, All right. that'll help her for the week. All right.
2: Okay, great. Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate the call. So she knows she's allergic to animals, and she says, you know what? I'm going to be a vet tech. That's her job. She loves that,
6: so much.
2: That is her thought. Aww. All right. Well, let's stay on the animal tip and go to Juan in Newport real quick, because he's got those animals in his house. Let's find out how this is working out for him. Hey, Juan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. So I'm allergic to dogs and cats but I happen to have two French
11: Bulldogs living with
2: me. And how's that working out for you?
11: Well, they're adorable, but I can't play with them long because then I get my eyes swell up and I get these uh, rashes all over my arms. So,
6: Can I have one I of them? Fly... <laughs>
2: Absolutely not. I don't oh. think he's
4: looking to give them away.
2: <laughs>
6: okay. Why are you
2: living with, how did you end up living with dogs? You didn't go out and get a dog knowing that this would be the reaction, right?
4: Well, yeah, but well, I've always
11: loved dogs, and I figured, like, if you live with them long enough, you'll become immune, but uh, that's
4: not the case. <laughs>
5: oh,
4: <Juan>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, that's not the case. We just, <laughs> just learned out. Away. Juan is a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let's do one more. Let's go to Orange. Let's say hi to Ashley. She's
4: on line one. Kevin, this is another one that's going to kill you. All right, Ashley, hi. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. You're allergic to...
15: Gluten,
2: grains, and barley. Oh
5: man! Okay, that's a, a, that, everything.
2: That's everything. Yeah, isn't that it? limits your options. What what kinds of things are involved in gluten, grain, and barley? Obviously, bread, right?
4: Bread, rice,
9: wheat. Um, Not beer though. It was pasta, beer. No. Oh.
4: Oh.
9: How do you? Why do you live? Why are you still alive,
2: Ashley? If you can't have bread, pasta, or beer?
9: Because there's Benadryl. All right. It's so that it.
4: that works perfectly.
9: Yep, I just get a little bit itchy, but
4: sometimes it's worth it. Oh, it's totally worth it. All right.
2: Look at that totally chick at
6: the bar it. scratching herself. <laughs>
9: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, that's Ashley. <laughs> All right, as usual, the conclusion is our listeners are making a lot of real good decisions. Yeah. That's correct. K Rock,
1: LA and OC's alternative rock.
2: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Kevin, I know you, uh, you generally don't uh, watch the news because you're
4: a kid. Correct. But when you do, what have you found out about people? People are dumb. People are dumb. Dumb. First one is a uh, 30. I have three foot stories. Three stories that include feet. Go on. Oh, all right.
2: <laughs> Are any of these the rash of human feet that have washed up on shores in <laughs> British Columbia? No. Because there's like 13 <laughs> of them there. There's
5: like <laughs> three 13. stories, and
4: none of
2: them are that. 13 human feet have, have washed up on the shores in British Columbia. Nobody knows where they're coming from or who's missing them. It's an odd also, number. The
4: excitement in Bean's voice.
14: Yeah. The, is it the one about the feet in the water? It's just like so excited. Final.
4: Yeah. A 37 year old man named uh, Peng, that's all they will tell us in China, checked into a hospital complaining of a horrific cough and chest pain. He was diagnosed with a severe fungal infection. Oh, While doctors examined him, he told them that he had, quote, been addicted to smelling his socks after wearing them. (laughs) Oh, please, Uh -uh. dear God. As a result, the patient caught an infection. From the fungus that had developed in his footwear and spread to his lungs. Which, by the way, can be deadly.
6: Oh, my God. Real. Allie, this right? is uh,
2: in that category of people you were talking about yesterday. Do not aid this man. Do
4: not abet this man. Do not kill this just man. Just let him die. Yes. Just let him
2: keep doing what yes. he's doing.
4: We don't need him. Uh, another one out of China. Earlier this month, a man identified with the last name of Yang was allegedly attempting to burglarize a hotel in China. So he wanted to be really quiet, so he took off his shoes so that he could tiptoe across the floor. Um, little did he know the hotel owner was in the next room, and was like, "What is that smell?" Mm-mm. Walked out of his room Mm-mm. and caught the guy red, red-handed, red-footed. I don't know what you call <laughs> it, but smell-footed. Smell-footed. Mm. Yeah. He uh, so that he got caught and arrested because his feet smelled so much. These oh. are not great stories, are they? And uh, I mean, it's terrific breakfast conversation. Mm-hmm. Another burglar in China, and I don't know why they're all out of China either, has been caught by removing his shoes. Earlier this year, the criminal was caught sneaking into a home. He was looking around for money and jewelry or whatever, and they came home while he was there, and he hid under the bed. Huh. And same thing as the hotel owner. The people came home, and they're like, what is that smell? Good Lord, people, wash your feet. Right? And certainly don't smell your socks. No. I think that's some good advice. I mean, don't knock until you try. Oh, dear. Uh, Attempted car thief calls police for help escaping Volvo. Is it Volvo or Volvo? No, it's not Volvo. You're about to say Volvo. No, I was. I was very close. That's (laughs) what I was afraid of. (laughs) Police in Norway say a 17-year-old who was trying to steal a car from a dealership ended up getting locked in it. And had to call the police to have him <laughs> get out good. of the car. Oh, sweetie. Now I don't know why he explained to the police that he was trying to steal it because yes. it was at a dealership. Why? Yeah, just say I sat in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. For some reason, he told them that he was planning on stealing it. Dumb. Sounds like people are not smart. People are dumb. I'm sure you saw the uh, video of the guy trying to steal a bike outside the police station. Yeah. Oh, sure. Have you seen that? It's absurd. They have cameras on it cops are inside watching the video of a man walk up to just outside the front door of a police station in Oregon, trying to steal the bike. And a cop just walked out, pointed his taser at the guy. The guy just gave himself up right outside of a police station. Dumbest person ever. Well, maybe not the dumbest person ever. Two women are charged with robbing a Target store in Detroit, while more than a dozen uniformed police officers were inside the store one aisle over. Maybe, maybe know your surroundings. <laughs> the shop with a cop benefit for oh, children no. <laughs> was happening at Target and Bloomfield Hill. Uh, police officers were only about 20 feet away mm-hmm. when she decided to leave with every single thing that they had. They had two Apple Watches, two iPads, and a Nintendo game system. Oh,
14: jeez. Kind of a good theft, though.
4: and finally i'm going to give you guys a chance to guess at a few of the details of this story two people uh dove into the water swam to a boat and then they were going to try and take stuff from that boat it didn't work out that way
17: the owners of the boat say it was two guys and you really won't believe this just take a look at inside it is a disaster in there but it wasn't what they took it was what these incompetent crooks didn't take that had the owners dumbfounded. In
9: here, everything was chaos. The lids were off, the ice chests were all tipped over.
17: Kelly Hoffman was out of town when it happened. She came home to find the house in shambles. The living room, upside down. The kitchen, wrecked. All the drawers open and much of the food eaten. They ransacked the bedrooms, bathrooms, and made their way up to the patio with...
4: (laughs) Made their way up to the patio with...
6: Cocktails
2: something they were trying to steal. I'm going to guess that it was something that was way too heavy for them to steal and they didn't the thing they didn't bring was a, a getaway car. So they had no place to put the couch or whatever it was Wait, they were trying to steal. They swam? Yes.
6: Oh, it's electronics. It's a TV. And made their way up to the patio with s'mores.
5: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> s'mores.
6: They brought stuff to make s'mores. See, I thought cuz they were going through the kitchen that they wanted to eat and drink. Oh, that's amazing. You guys amazing. know what that means, right?
14: Spores. No, they were stoned as they hell. They were so yeah, high. Yeah, they were like, yo, so high. we have to rob them, but also <laughs> I got the munchies. <laughs>
17: Set at the fire pit and all the s'mores fixings were out. They used the jacuzzi not just to bathe, but to...
4: <laughs> oh. They used oh. the jacuzzi not just to bathe, but to... Urinate. Oh. Okay, urinate. Allie? Bone. Bone? B? Swim.
17: They used the jacuzzi not just to bathe, but to defecate in it. Took oh, naps. Kevin. Stole the family's Christmas Kevin. gifts and kayak. Wait, how are you saying
5: Do
4: do it. This what are you doing? This is awful. Kevin. I'm a terrible person. This is dumb crime. Why are the feature straight this, to, to, to hell. What, what's happening?
17: This is people are done! Get off my That's phone. That's the feature. I'm not finished
4: ah. either, by the way.
17: And took off. But not without something really important. We were emptying the hats and putting them back up that they forgot to take. They'd filled a pillowcase full of hats.
9: So we started putting them back, and I got to the bottom and I felt something wet and I pulled it out. I was like,
0: what did you pull out that was wet?
9: <laughs> why is there a pillowcase <laughs> full
4: of hats? I don't know why <laughs> they do that. Because they were high. They were high. They wanted to have They were like, I need to more, more. Yeah, this so is what, such a party. What was in the bag that was wet? Uh, Chicken cutlet.
14: I think a, a hairpiece, like a, like a wet. Like a wig? Yeah.
9: Bean?
4: Uh, a turtle.
9: When I felt something wet, and I pulled it out. I was like oh my God, this idiot left a wallet and the police were still here and so we couldn't even believe it.
4: It was the man's wallet. It was the man's wallet. Unbelievable. Who had, they, they dove in the water to go to the boat and he <gasps> left his wet wallet oh, on man. the boat.
2: I, I know there it. will be consequences from the crime, but it sounds like it was worth it. That sounds like <laughs> the best day of those guys' lives. <laughs> Dumb.
1: The Kevin and Bean Show. Just, j- 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 just not, uh, not funny. K
3: Rock. Bean makes us guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bro. Bean makes us guess, yeah.
2: Who gets penis slapped? Bean
3: is a dick.
2: Pretty dope, man. Bro. Just wanna tell yeah I am the dumbest human that ever lived.
3: Now it's time for Bean makes us guess. Yes. Bro.
2: I don't, I don't really feel like those clips are appropriate yeah. for Perfect. the Perfect. Uh, they yeah. right on brand. Yeah. I said that this was a controversial list, and here's what I mean by that. If, you're, if we're doing a list of the uh, you know, the top 10 uh, highest-grossing movies of all time, that's just facts and figures. That's just mm-hmm. indisputable numbers. But once you get into opinion pieces, now you may argue with the results. This is the website Thrillist, Thrillist.com. Their editors got together and came up with, their, in their opinion, the best HBO shows of all time. Mm-hmm. There's a list of the 30 best hbo shows of all time of course hbo has been around for a long time and at least for at least the last 25 years or so they've been one of the most prestigious networks on television a lot of a lot of shows that win a lot of emmys premium right? television premium mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. exactly so that's what i'm going to be looking for i've got the top 30 here but we'll give you a point each for uh, anything in the top 10 of the greatest hbo shows of all time. All right, the monkeys out. So, Allie, you are at the ceremonial head of the table. You get to go first. What say you? Sopranos. Sopranos comes in at number two on their list. Okay. Wow, too. Uh-huh. Sopranos, <clears throat> which I think might be my number one, by the way. Mm-hmm. But as I said, this is just an opinion piece. But yes, you are on the board. Mr. Jensen Cart. Uh, I'll go six feet under. Six feet under is a great guess. It did not make the top 10 on their oh, list, though. Unbelievable. I know, Six Feet Under was number 11, so just oh. outside.
14: I, but, that's a terrible start. <laughs> I was so okay. close. It's okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. But uh, great by show. way. my favorite, so it's out there. That's your favorite mm-hmm. of all the HBO shows? Yeah. Okay.
2: All right, uh, Beer Mug. Got to go to the Larry Sanders show. Larry Sanders, number five. Nice. And by the way, I have no qualms whatsoever about that being in the top five. <clears throat> I think that's a great choice. All right, Mugs, you are on the board. Alan McKay. The Wire. Number
6: one Thank you.
2: you should watch it jensen well we'll get into yes. that later <laughs> get into that later <laughs> all right Allie is 2 for 2 jensen mm-hmm. game of thrones that? game of thrones you're not you're not going to believe this Number 12? Uh, number 8. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll take okay. it. Number okay. 8. And I say that because I feel like it's so white hot right now that most people would expect that to carry over and have it be even higher. Sure. Like in the top 5. Sure. Game of Thrones, number 8, according to Thrillist, is the greatest HBO shows of all time. Okay. All right. You guys are doing really, really well. Mugs. I think this is uh, more due to
11: popularity than quality, but I'm going to go Entourage. If. Not
2: anywhere within Good.
14: a hundred Thank miles
11: Great. <laughs> of this list. Great. Sounds
2: like women got to vote on this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Entourage was even allowed to be considered nice. for the list because people had seen it, Beerbug. Just checking. Yeah. yeah. But a hilarious guess, which is what you're famous <laughs> for. <laughs> All right, Allie, can she keep your
6: streak alive? Uh, let's go the polar opposite of Entourage and go Sex in the City.
2: What a great guest. Number six, Sex of the City on the greatest HBO shows of all time. You are three for three, Jensen. Jensen. Pretty good. I'll go curb your enthusiasm. Number seven on the list. Wow, you guys are really filling in the top 10 here pretty hmm. well. Hmm. All right, Muggs, you've seen what winning looks like. Now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh,
11: sports management ver- version of Entourage. We'll go ballers. What?
2: Now, what is. Uh, no.
14: <laughs> No, sports... you know that was the ads
2: that HBO put out. It's the, <laughs> the sports, sports management <laughs> entourage. <laughs> Tune look, in. I like ballers, okay, but we're talking about the history of HBO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a fine show. Is it one we're going to think fondly of in five years? That's the, that's what you got to look at. We're talking history here. The Rock right. does have nice teeth. Let's go around. Uh, let's go around one more time, uh, Allie.
6: I am. I am trying to think of older HBO shows and I just mm-hmm. can't. And I'm uh, uh, was Dexter on Showtime?
2: Showtime. Yeah.
6: Ah, great show. I put <laughs> it on the list. Dexter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that's your guess? No, I'm yeah, sorry. I don't... I can't uh... All, oh, right, gents, kids... I All
14: right, Jensen, you got a I got tie here. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Silicon Valley. I'm gonna, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, that is a good guess, but it's number 13. You got close. You got very mm. close, yeah. Hey, look, there's a lot of shows. There's no shame in being just outside the top ten. All right, Bucks. Oh, uh, Suki sookie, sookie now. True Blood. True Blood, believe it or not, is number 30 on their
6: list. Oh, wow. 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 What are we missing?
2: All right, so uh, game over. Allie, you won? I yeah, did. Yeah, one point. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, what, some of the ones I thought you might come up with, Flight of the Concords was at number 27. The Tenacious D Show at 25, oh. by the way. Hmm. Here's one I'm surprised you didn't think of. And talk about polarizing. In fact, in the Thrillist piece, they said this was (laughs) Deadwood! Wow. I mean, that was- I just freaked out. (laughs) Deadwood Deadwood was number four, by the way, Ali. (laughs) Deadwood was number four. The controversial one that that caused a fight in the room at Thrillist was Girls at 21. Because (laughs) that was so polarizing with people. Uh, Ali, Barry was number 20.
6: Oh my. Wow. One season in, impressive.
2: Extras was number 19. Love Extras. Great show. Boardwalk Empire, 18. Oh,
6: how did I
11: forget that?
2: Uh, Big Little Lies, 17. Mm-hmm. Some of the others on the list you might uh, might remember. True Detective at 15. Uh, Insecure at 14. <gasps> You, so and right. your top ten, mugs. I'm surprised you didn't come up with this. Eastbound and Down oh, at number ten.
3: My, I'm oh, going to go man. kill myself. <laughs> oh, All you man. have to do
2: is eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, The Leftovers at number nine, which I never got. I never got Mm-mm. The Leftovers. It wasn't for me. And I think we got most of the rest except for one, uh, Game of Thrones, then Curb Your Enthusiasm, Sex and the City, Larry Sanders Show, Deadwood, and a little show at number three that nobody thought of called Veep. Uh, what is
5: wrong with us?
2: Uh, I was going to say Arliss at three. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, Sopranos, and then, of course, The Wire. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess.
4: Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah.
1: You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock.
2: Furious right now, by the Furious? way. Furious. You may have to talk to Brad without me. I don't know if I can go on. Oh no. Furious about what? Just breaking news here: New Hampshire's highest court has upheld the conviction of three women arrested for going topless on a beach, saying the ordinance doesn't discriminate on the basis of gender or violate the women's right to free speech. What kind of a country are we living in where we're arresting and convicting women for wanting to walk around topless? What the? What the, What the? I don't recognize this country anymore. Does this feel on topic to you? I am furious right now. Hi, okay, I'm furious. Brad has
6: to listen to this. <laughs>
2: right, quite frankly, I'm not I'm even move.
13: sure
4: he's still on the phone. <laughs>
2: I'd hang
16: up. Can I just tell you? I just can't wait for the segue of how you're going to go from that topless to Billy Jean King. <laughs>
2: And speaking of children's
16: books, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, Brad, welcome back to the Kevin and Show, my friend. That, by the way, that is the best transition of, of all time.
4: Sure. Thank you
2: very much. You know, I was, uh, so I'm always uh, inspired by your choices because you pick, as you've explained to us on the air before, you pick heroes and heroines for young people, real role models that they should look up to. And, you know, I wasn't surprised by the Jackie Robinson and the Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King and some of the ones, George Washington, that you might expect. But you're really, you kind of surprised me a little bit with Billie Jean King. And a lot of people will think, oh, well, she's a tennis player. What's that have to do with uh, being a good role model? You want to explain how you chose her?
16: Yeah, you know, for me, um, I have a son and a daughter. And my son believes one thing about sports because he loves sports. And that is, he says, boys are better than girls. They're stronger than girls. And that's the way the world is. And so writing I am Billie Jean King is just sweet revenge for my daughter. That's why I did it. You know, and I just, but the truth was, is it, it's a book that's, you know, we all think of Billie Jean King as a tennis player. We don't realize when she was the number one tennis player in the whole world, she was being paid a fraction of what the men champion were getting. They were paying the, the men's, one woman, got like $4,000. She got like $1,800. Wow,
5: well, that's and crazy. And she,
16: she basically was like, this is nonsense. You cannot pay women less than men. And she had this, you know, incredible way to fight for this throughout her whole career. So she, and, and of course it culminates in the battle of the sexes where you have, you know, her going against Bobby Riggs. But what I need to show my daughter is that she doesn't just win because she's a good tennis player. Or Bobby Riggs is a little older. She wins because she puts in the hard work. She puts in the time. She she studies his game and realizes, you know, in the Astrodome where they're going to play, where she's going to be watched by more than mo- most Super Bowls. She basically realizes he loves to hit up in the lights because they got a white roof in the Astrodome. So she starts practicing 150 shots over and over Hit it above me, hit it up. That's where he's going to do it. And she figures out his game and beats him at it. And the best moment, and Billie Jean King gave me this moment. She actually called us up when we were working on the book. Right the night before the Battle of the Sexes, where she's playing the man, you know, men versus women, who's going to be better at tennis, one of the greatest matches of all time. she calls her brother and says, take all your money, whatever you got, and put it on me. Oh, I love and she that. She just calls the shot, which
4: I love. <laughs> That's fantastic. I got to tell you, I learned so much from reading this book. I mean, it really isn't just for kids; Mm-mm. it's amazing.
16: No, and and listen, I, and I, and I got to be honest. Like, I also did it because you know my aunt Debbie. For every gay and lesbian couple out there, anyone who has a gay and lesbian member their family, that entire community needed a hero too, and she's it. And and I remember, you know, Billie Jean King. When I when I do, I am George Washington or Abraham Lincoln if I mess up their books, what are they going to do to me? Right. right? But we get a phone call from Billie Jean King and they say, Billie Jean wants to talk to you. And I'm like, Uh Oh "Oh, no, you know, you don't want that call because she's going to come to your house. (laughs) You messed it up with a tennis racket. Right. (laughs) And, and she, and she calls us up and she's so lovely, so amazing. And we're going through every detail, but you know, one of my favorite ones is she says, you know, in this scene here, I wasn't in this spot when this happened, I was in another spot. And I said to her, you know, um, I hate to say it, but I got that from your autobiography. And she's like, yeah, but I didn't have time to prove that back then. I was so busy. And I love that now I Am Billie Jean King is more accurate than her own autobiography. <laughs> <in> the children's <laughs> book. But the best part is, is that part where we have to say, you know, that she's gay. And I'm sitting there on the phone with a living legend, Billie Jean King, and trying to figure out how do we convey this in a children's book so that kids out there and parents out there um, can realize that this is absolutely a wonderful thing to talk about it's okay, there's no stigma, and to be able to sit on the phone and craft the language perfectly for her is one of the most humbling moments of my
6: life. Yeah,
16: that's that's crazy.
6: I love, um, first of all, I love the whole book, but the part where it shows a little 8-year-old girl and her little sister at one of the tennis clinics that she would do for World Team Tennis, Uh. and they're uh, introducing themselves to Billie Jean King, and they said, our dad saw you play on TV and decided that his daughter should play tennis, too. And she says, nice to meet you, Venus and Serena. Oh, like, Oh, my on.
16: God. <laughs> come crazy. on. I mean, you're like, are you kidding me? You have inner city tennis and that's where they start. And
2: that's amazing. He gave
16: me that detail. I never had that detail on the phone with me. She, You know, we had heard that Venus was there. She's like, no, no, Serena was there, too. And. I'm like, no one even knows that. Unreal. And she's the one who's telling me this so I can put it in the book. It's bananas. That's
2: amazing. Hey, uh, Brad, uh, Brad Meltzer, our friend uh, Brad Meltzer on the phone to talk about his latest book available everywhere called I Am Billie Jean King, including Cracker Barrel, by the way. You can buy Brad's books at Cracker Barrel, I found out on a, good a recent tip. trip. Um, <laughs> did you watch the uh, Steve Carell, Emma Stone movie about the Battle of the Sexist Tennis
16: Match? And if so, what would you think? He, he, yeah, no, I watched it after I wrote the book. I never wanted to influence My buddy worked on the movie and, and works with Emma Stone. And you know, listen. Obviously, that's the fictional version of the real story, and it has moments where they take leaps and jumps. But I actually liked the movie a lot. I thought the movie was really fun. Yeah, I thought um, Emma Stone you know, was fun. But the terrific. hard part is, is once you meet the real Billie Jean King, you know, it's 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 like saying, you know, it. Having anyone play her is, is just an impossibility. She's a legend. Yeah. So Brad, now that you did the Sonia Sotomayor
2: and you got to you know you got to speak with her about it, and now the Billy Jean King, is this series just going to turn into who does Brad want to meet? Like what crushes does he have? Is the <laughs> next one going to be I am Claudia Schiffer? I mean, where are we going with this?
16: Yeah. No. No. A hundred. That's all I'm doing is trying to go meet people that I want to meet. And so I, you know, but my, my hope is is then, you know. Especially uh, when we do a dead person, I want to meet them too. Sure. (laughs) I am Billie Jean King. We have heard
2: from so many listeners every time we have Brad on. They go out and get the book we're talking about, and then they end up getting them all because they are wonderful for kids, and as Kevin mentioned, for adults as well. Get it at Amazon.com at all book retailers as well. Great to chat with you, sir, as always. We appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Listen, love you guys. Thanks, Brad. The Kevin and Bean
1: Show on K Rock K-R-O.
3: Mug. Yo, yo,
4: yo! Oh, oh please,
3: no. Oh, no.
2: I was going to ask after your uh, triumphant uh, stage appearance at Acoustic Christmas both nights. Define I was wanting... triumphant. I think he was well received. Thank okay. you. Define received. <laughs> Were there any other Muggos gigs over the holidays? Did you have a sweet uh, New Year's Eve gig lined up or anything like that for your fans? Unfortunately, you know, with such a hard work
11: ethic, Muggos has to rest over the break. I see. I see. After that one song? <laughs> after that
4: one song. <laughs> okay. But he did hit
11: the studio and put out a did really he? sweet exclusive Christmas track. So he did have a little bit of that. Why are you him? talking about
4: him and yeah, not you? a weird third person. Muggos sure. is his own man. I see. You uh-huh. see right. what I'm saying? Okay. By the way, uh, do yourself a favor. And uh, if you
2: want to to think favorably of Muggos, like I do, avoid that Christmas track. Maybe don't let that. (laughs) That is the turn in the punch bowl. Do you you know how hard it is for Bean to hate a Christmas song? (laughs)
5: Yes,
2: (laughs) Yeah, but this is a sophomore slump. Let's go back to what made Muggos Muggos, though. His mumble rap that we were all a huge fan of was something we debuted a couple of months ago. It went a little bit something like this.
11: What's up, man? It's Beer Mug. Beer A.K.A. Muggos. This is my new song called Mumble Rap? I'm
2: about to get it.
11: Bra! Looks like you came back for more. Bring it. I am the star of the show. Beer my belly, I like to show. Hair. Flabby and feeling like go. No one can mess with my flow. Try it. Jackets, don't try this at home. Knoxville! Hate me, but you're the asshole. Douchebag! Something that rhymes with asshole. Finished. Mumble rap. Mumble in. This is mumble rapping. Mumble in. Mumble rap. This is mumble rapping. Mumbly. I'm all mumbles in then mumble
2: looba. So Kevin B. Lister Martin heard that and decided that that would not stand. That a diss track was necessary. And he put it up, and it was a big surprise to all of us over the holidays, not only that a listener went to the trouble to make a diss track about Muggos, but that it's so much better than Muggos'
5: song. Man, <laughs> well, it didn't feel like
2: it got destroyed. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Um, Jensen, you're, the, uh, you're the, uh, the the rap correspondent here on the Kevin Abid Show. I mean, if you're ranking these, where's Muggos versus Martin? Well, more importantly, I'm the beef season correspondent. That's correct. If True. there's
14: beef, I'm there. Right. I'm USDA grade. <laughs> uh This is going to be rough, Uh Mago. Uh-oh. Because Martin, number one, you have to understand on his Twitter, it's at Mart PhD. This dude might just be a doctor who randomly was like, I hate this so much, I'm going to rap. And then he sort of got to
4: you, man. We have him on the phone, so let's talk to him. Okay, we say hi, and then we'll hear it. Yeah.
3: Hey, Martin, how are you? I'm doing very well, guys. How are you guys? Are you, in fact, a doctor? No, that's like just a social media thing.
14: But are you a doctor like Doctor Dre, Doctor Martin?
12: <laughs> no, none of the above. Not even that. Like okay. Was, yeah, it just started off as an AIM screen name back in the day, and then it became the Instagram handle and all that fun. Okay, stuff. fair
2: enough. All right. So, what made you? What inspired you to take on Muggos? <laughs>
12: Honestly, I don't get to really be creative at my real job, so sometimes I do stuff like this on the side for fun. Mm -hmm. And then once you guys played Muggos' song on the radio, I was hysterically laughing on my drive home from work, and I thought from a listener's perspective, how funny it would be if someone randomly dissed him for no reason. And then
13: I thought I should do it. So
12: I love the way you have... think,
2: Martin. <laughs> yeah, thank, too. You, thank you. <laughs> and I loved your tweet, too. So someone made a Beer mug Muggos diss <laughs> track, and it's pretty good. I didn't want to say I
12: made one. That sounded kind of douchey to me. So um, I did the whole Third person. So now we have thing. two
14: people <laughs> battling in third person. Which
2: yes, is correct. Yes. Pretty meta. <laughs> it, it is. All right, let's hear some of uh, Kevin B. Lister Martin's diss track against Muggos. I think you'll enjoy this.
12: Sup, Muggos? Heard your song on K Rock? Guess you weren't making it a rock world. Thought you'd give Rap a shot, huh? Well, let me put that thought to rest. <laughs> Yo Muggos, Beer Mug, whatever your name is Hope K-Rock keeps you Cause your raps ain't getting famous nah. the Things you say, it's like your mouth shooting farce, farce. You make beans seem normal And Kevin looks smart farce. Your flow was okay, but your lyrics below average You sound like an even worse 21 Savage Ooh. Acting like your queen, and that was your bohemian We'd rather hear jokes from Armenian comedians <laughs> Always talking diets, talking about a six pack That belly is big, but your brain is like a tic-tac K-Rock moved offices, the kind of change you want so on day one you ate at every restaurant taco bell burger king and panda express his co workers wondering like bro what's next <laughs> don't block the snack room beer mug needs the streets almost canceled mumford and son just so he can eat it's sad he gets tired just from watching creed the highlight of his weeks in adults softball league <laughs> sign up for uber boy was that a fail now he's hanging on to dj omar's coattail living with you i need a couple freaking sedatives no wonder mama mugs all Always sounds so negative, cringing at your interviews, worse than Dodger Blues. I've heard a better questioning at Fox News. When you start to talk, I'm hoping being a history of time. I'd rather hear Ali talk about the Peaky Blinders. Rather hear Jensen talk about a star is born. I'd rather switch my in and out for some candy corn. Ah, ah your beer mug. Fire beer mug No listener has ever desired beer mug No nah. kid has been ever inspired Beer mug nah. You post so long cause you sound always tired Beer mug <laughs> <But> People <laughs> mumbo raps are just retire Beer mug uh, No matter where you move Venice or Santa Monica I find you just to hug you And wish you happy Hanukkah oh, nice. Bet you didn't Ooh. see that coming did you? Got <laughs> uh-huh. twisted in all sorts of ways
2: Love you all. <laughs> that's I mean, unbelievable. I mean, well, that.
4: That's pretty good. Good yeah. writer. He's a good writer. Wow. That's pretty good. And and, and Martin, Thanks, what guys. I
2: love what I love about it so much, and, and Jensen, you would you could speak to this as well as a yes. former battle rapper yeah. is the more information you have on your opponent, the better. And he covered so much <laughs> mug ground there. Yeah. Yeah. He covered his interviews, he covered his mom, he covered his eating, he covered everything about it. Yeah, and the best part a good battle
14: rapper, not everything is like, oh, you don't have to laugh sometimes. You have to go, Oh God, he got him. Mm-hmm. Like in that happened a bunch of times. Now how wow. is Muggs
4: how is Muggo, sorry, supposed to come back at Martin if he doesn't know anything about Martin? That is the problem. I mean it's hard it's hard living well, on the a, throne, isn't
14: a, it? He's a fake doctor. We know that. A fake we fake got that. Fake doctor. Uh, okay. Listen to the show too much.
4: Right. right. Talks right. about himself in third person. Uh, where do you right. live, uh. Martin? Where, what city? Martin, don't give him any. Oh.
2: Oh. 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 oh, that
8: just opens it's up the floor. season,
14: baby. <laughs> Catch you with <at> the Americana. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so you got eyebrow jokes, you got those. That's good. Well, Martin, you uh you are phenomenal, my friend. That was great. I'm so glad you put that up there. Thank you. Thank you for talking to us. I, I, I guess Jensen and Muggs are going to get together and determine whether, the, uh, whether they should get up off the mat or if
4: they should yeah, just let the, <laughs> let the mean, count go to 10. But I have a question because Muggos is cheating if Jensen comes in. Do I have to do this all solo? I, don't, I feel like Martin didn't have help. Okay. Yeah, but then I might fly oh. in and hit them both. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's the
2: Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. I understand you're about to introduce us to our new favorite person ever.
4: Well, I mean, not Allie's, but um, this show, I think this came out first a couple of years ago on Dr. Phil. August of last year. August of last year uh, on Dr. Phil. And I never thought that I would be fully on Dr. Phil's side. But this girl pushed me in that direction. Her name is Nicolette. She is just about to turn 16, I think, or just about to turn 15. She's 15 at the time. Oh, 15 at the time. Okay. Why isn't Jensen leading the
2: segment? He seems to have all the answers. (laughs) I got the clips though. He's got the clips, which is most important. So
4: this is the mom and the daughter, and they're setting up the entire premise of their problem. This is me, this is my daughter. She spends too much. I give her too much money. It's the whole setup.
9: My 16-year-old daughter Nicolette is extravagant, spoiled, and bratty is beyond entitled. I can definitely say we're quite affluent. My mom raised me with everything I've ever wanted and she needs to continue. It's the only life I've ever known. I went to amazing schools. I had a driver, I had a nanny, personal trainers. At a very young age, Nicolette had her own credit cards with absolutely no credit limit. All right, I just like to say credit cards with no credit
4: limit and she's about to turn 16. Some months her credit card bills would be 10,000.
9: I just paid the bill. Nicolette had an allowance of $5,000 a month to cover her expenses. I have some $5,000 Chanel bags, a couple of those. In the past year, I probably have given her about $100,000. I don't even keep track anymore. I know I'm a spoiled brat, but I enjoy the lifestyle, you know? Now my spending allowance per month is $1,000. I feel like a peasant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh I mean, my God. in her defense, <laughs> you're 15. How do
4: you get by on $1,000 a, a month? $5,000 a month. So now, Dr. Yeah. Phil and mom are sort of talking about what she needs to do, what she needs to do with her life and how they can sort of pull her back into line. And her mom says,
9: I think the best thing would be to start with a job. No.
12: Yeah, absolutely. No. She needs a job. No.
5: <laughs> oh my God. The
4: crowd. They're all laughing at. Me. Now let me <laughs> let me ask you this, Jensen. You think this is real?
14: Yes, I've done. I think it's real too. Extensive research. She has since leaned into the character. A oh, bit, is that right? But that's because the same way the Cash Me Outside girl was sort of like, oh, I see a career out of this, and this girl's obviously career minded. She wants to be rich and have whatever, and she has like sort of embraced it now. But right. no, this is a very if also if this is her acting. Let's put her on any television show because she's killing
4: it. <laughs> So then Dr. Phil circles around a little bit later and he tells her that she needs to get a job. You, you need a job.
5: No, I don't want a job. Well, I know. There's so much
6: work. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she's,
2: she's all of us.
5: I mean, I'm, she's right. I'm not
6: sure if I hate her more. Her or her mother, mom. her mother, you should her hate mom. The mom her mother is mom, an awful definitely. human being. And yeah. unless she's getting help as to not be a pushover idiot, correct? Then this girl's going to continue doing this.
14: Here's something I thought I'd never say. In Dr. Phil's defense, <laughs> uh, he does focus on the mom and explains Good. that she needs to reparent and sort of reestablish herself. And, and Is there
4: it. a dad in the picture? I have. I uh, didn't hear it any. They
2: didn't even mention it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't Because both of these women are so awful, no man would ever want to live in a house with them.
4: <laughs> I don't know, but I want a mom that has that much money. I, You know what? The bills were $100,000 last month. I don't even, I, or last year. I don't even, take, I don't even notice it anymore. I just paid it. Who's got that kind of money? Oh, my gosh. So then she, uh, Nicolette says, for my 16th birthday, well, birthday I need a G Wagon. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Phil follows up on that.
8: You want a G Wagon for oh, your 16th yeah. I, birthday? I need my
9: G Wagon. There's no question, I need it.
12: There's no question? Yeah. You need that?
9: Yeah. My mom's buying a Bentley for herself. Why can't I get a G-Wagon?
12: Why do you need
8: a G-Wagon?
9: They're just, the interior's so nice, and there's no blind spots at all. Like, it's so big and open, there's so much trunk space, it's amazing. And I, I really want a nice car. She wants to give me a Mercedes <sighs> C-Class.
5: Oh! oh, wow. oh poor Mercedes.
4: Now I want you to listen closely for Dr. Phil because in the background both I think his mom and his daughter are talking over but Dr. Phil does turn to the mom in reaction to this and makes a joke about the Mercedes C-Class and calls her a bitch. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like how dare you give her only a Mercedes C-Class?
9: I, I will accept that car. No, I would de- start no, no, with no, a Honda listen, or Toyota and then listen, it barely gets. I will be happy with that car, but bitch. the thing is I want my due out. <laughs> I
5: want my due out.
12: Really? a c-class
9: But so we started with a like a honda a toyota i thought i started Absolutely with a toyota not. i will not be driving anything that can be considered an uber x an, a what an uber x
8: an uber x
9: yes we're going uber Lux and above
4: oh my god <laughs> she's the best right is no, that what we're saying
9: no mom, she's horrible. mom how do
4: you feel about what you're seeing right now
9: i don't like what i'm seeing i've created, you created me i've created a beverly hills brat you raised me should have done
2: better. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that's, that's, the,
4: that's the kid's uh, defense right there. It's not my fault. It's You're the mom. So then Dr. Phil talks a little about self-respect. If she gets out in the world, she gets a job, she'll be able to trust herself, and she'll know that she can stand on her own two feet and help out so, um, society.
12: What you need to do is do what is required for her to be better. Is she going to be unhappy about it? Yes. Five thousand dollars a month. Twenty-five hundred dollars a month. Thousand dollars a month is insane. A
2: thousand dollars?
9: That's. I, I think that's I'm insane. I'm barely living.
4: She's barely
2: living with a thousand dollars a month. I mean, she She's convinced me. <laughs> Do you guys want to know how
14: many Instagram followers she's had now after the appearance on the show? Yes, please. Four hundred twenty-nine thousand.
6: Okay. Oh see, God. every single one of those followers <laughs> is part of the problem.
14: Uh, they are the problem. Absolutely. Yeah.
6: Unbelievable. All of every parent should be looking at their kids' Instagram and who they follow and say, "I raised an awful child." I will
4: follow this girl only if I will get this. You, you need a job.
5: No, I don't want a job. It's so much work. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
2: Come on. Guys, what are, we have to burn something down. What are we burning down?
5: <laughs> I'm not
2: sure. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing Rock and Roll. All right, Allie, it's time. Yeah? this off-air conversation that we had Mm -hmm. how did it even get started do you
6: remember no it it started on on air air because there was an article about Kira knightley who said that if she could have a penis for a day she would do it just so she could pee standing up and pee against a tree right to which i asked the gentleman on the show i said wouldn't you guys want to have a vagina for the day just to see what it's like and you all looked at me like i was crazy and then I said, "Well, every woman has thought about having a penis for a day." To which Chip said, "Yet, yeah, nope, not even a little bit." And I was like, "No, that it, come on." What? And I am adamant that every woman has thought about having a penis, even though for a Chip day. already told you no. No, she's lying. Okay, she's she is lying. lying. How about mm-hmm. Christine? What did Assistant Producer Christine say? Oh, I didn't even ask Christine. She doesn't speak of such things. Such okay. filth. Such why filth. Are,
2: why are you so hot to have a penis? <laughs> This is a question I never thought I'd ask.
6: <laughs> Here's why. Just As you f-
2: vehemently, strongly seem to want to try this if possible.
6: Yes, just to, to see what it feels like to have a penis. Not just for the simple things of, you know, whipping it out and tinkling when, whenever and wherever you want to. You know guys can't do that, right? I know, <laughs> I know what it's like to have what I have and what it feels like having right. sex. I would like to know what it feels like for what you guys have. I think it would be awesome. I, I, it, Listen, I'd love it. Am I saying I'd leave the house? Probably not for the whole day. I have a whole day of things planned for me in my penis. See, that's <laughs> going to be amazing. That's the odd
4: thing is that you do, you've thought it through enough yes. that you have a plan for a whole day.
6: Absolutely. But I will say we're going to talk uh, to listener Rosita because she tweeted me. I just finished listening to yesterday's podcast. I'm with you. I thought about having a penis for a day, and I just told my boyfriend my plans for it. Hashtag penis for a day. Hashtag wiggle it. Hashtag helicopter. (laughs) And I'm like, we got to talk to Listener Rosita because she's making perfect sense to me. All
2: right. Let's talk to Listener Rosita. She can be up first. Rosita, welcome to The Kevin and Bean Show. How are you?
6: Hi, good. Good
2: morning guys. How are you? Oh, Great. Good. So like Allie, it has crossed your mind, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to have male genitalia instead of female.
9: I mean multiple times. I mean how okay. can you not? Okay. Amen. How can hmm. you not?
2: I, I, I guess the reason I'm surprised by it is because it's never occurred to me in reverse. So it just seems foreign to me to to kinda wish for that. I, I don't I don't know. What what would you do with it? <laughs>
4: She
9: already I mean, hashtag
4: helicopter
9: <laughs> I mean besides wiggling it and doing like the helicopter, I'd probably try to pee behind a tree just to see what it is. Or you know, moving around. Besides the basic stuff that guys already do. Right. Masturbation or whatever. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I would probably just go outside and try to pee behind a tree and be like, Okay, I did it and dress it up. I don't know, do something with did it. Did you, you say dress it up? Did you say dress it up? <gasps> yeah, like a little bow tie and monocle? Yeah. Oh, I'm the, the
4: Monopoly Man. Yes. Ah! <laughs> uh! Rosita, you're the best.
9: You are the you best. So <laughs>
4: Thank you for calling. Hashtag Wiggle It.
2: Um, Allie, you said you might not even leave your apartment. Does uh-huh. that mean you are not interested at all in in uh, trying to have sex with it, or would you just invite somebody? Oh, else?
6: someone's coming over for sure. Okay. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting some. Yeah. One hundred percent. All right.
2: 100%. All right. Ouch. Let's yeah, right? try, let's try uh, Stacey, uh in the LBC, please. Line three up next on The Kevin DeBeat Show. Hey, Stacy.
15: Hi, how's it going, guys? Good,
2: thank
4: you. You thought of this, too?
15: Oh, I'd want it for at least a week.
4: A week? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Do you have a whole week planned?
15: Oh, yeah. There's so many things you could do.
2: All right. What can you say on the radio that you can do with your newfound penis?
15: <laughs> I mean, aside from just the convenience factor of being able to, you know, pee wherever you want. Mm-hmm. I'd want to go visit the snow, draw my name in the snow. Oh, oh sure. Yes. Didn't think of it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know how many times you have to squat in a parking lot in emergency and you pee and you get your sock? I mean. Oh, all over your foot.
6: So- mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Me.
15: Yeah, like Ali said, I want to know what it feels like on the other side. I mean, guys seem to have it a little bit easier. We have to kind of work a little harder to get, you know, where we're going. That's very true. It
4: is easier. That's all Oh, interesting.
2: I do
6: like that Stacey already has a road trip planned for her and her penis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure.
5: It's
2: quite a plan. (laughs) All right, well, I hope both of you ladies have your wishes come true. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it so much. Let's go to line two. This is going to be Lily. She's in Fullerton. She's coming at this from a completely
4: different angle. Hey, Lily. Hi, good morning. Good morning.
9: So if I had a penis, first of all, I'd want to have a boner. Yeah. Um, I don't really care about having sex. I just want to know what it feels like. Yeah. Because it's interesting, first of all. Could For I just sure. suggest
4: then, that it me- it feels like you want to have sex? Is what it feels like.
9: Yeah, well, I don't really care about, like, the end result. I just-
4: you would, though, if you-, <laughs> 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 if you really had it, you would care a lot. You would suddenly get pretty handsy That is what what
2: Kevin's trying to tell us All right, so that's thing one What's thing two?
9: I want to be
6: kicked so bad Because I want to know No you don't
4: You do not want to know that pain
6: She wants to know, know I think like most of us want to know How bad it hurts Because you guys are such unbelievable Like oh no, it's the worst pain of my life It's probably like a cramp to us that's what I'm saying. I I'm saying you kicked my fiance the other day,
9: and he started what? crying. Huh?
4: What? Okay, this what? is taking a real I, turn. Wait, tell me. Go back where you started talking about your fiance.
9: I accidentally kicked him the other day, mm-hmm. and he started crying. Yeah. And I said, babe, I'm sorry, but I just I can't understand that pain." I wish I had a penis, but, but I could understand.
4: Can't you, okay. just, can't you just take his word for it that it hurt a lot?
9: <laughs> I can, but I want to know.
4: I <laughs> was uh, I was uh, pitching in high school in a baseball game, and I got a line drive right, and I was laying down. I needed to throw up immediately.
5: Yeah. And oh I couldn't God.
4: literally couldn't move. Yeah. And then our uh, coach came over and said... No,
6: everyone's looking at you, right
4: And I was like, I do know, but there's nothing I can do about it.
6: We have humans oh, come out God. of our bodies, right? <laughs> yeah. So,
2: Lily, I mean, <laughs> and... it doesn't
4: have to be your better, <laughs>
2: even <laughs> though Lily
6: you and, are
4: uh,
2: Ally. So we're just so we're all on the same page. <laughs> we're talking testes too, right? It's oh not, yeah, you gotta you, have you, you yeah, the whole, the want, whole package. got something okay. to work with. All right, Lily. <laughs> Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's close with one more. Let's make it Allison. She's on line seven. She's in L.A. She has thought of something yet something else to do with her new penis. <laughs> Hey, Allison.
9: Hey. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Right. Thank you. What do you think? Honestly, the first thing I want to do is probably just jump around,
6: run in place, do some jumping jacks. Like naked so you can feel it flopping?
5: <laughs> I hear you.
6: <laughs> yes. That's, that's, I'm with you, Allison. What a weird...
4: <laughs> one girl wants to get kicked, another wants to do jumping jacks. <laughs> What's wrong with you people?
5: <laughs> I mean... She wants she to, wants get to run, run in place Run in place. <laughs>
10: All right, you win. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life.
1: It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock.
2: How about some animal
3: stories? Maybe a
2: raccoon or a story about a dog.
3: Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a mink or a cure your blues <sighs> animal stories just for you let's find out what they're up to
2: once again there is uh, no such animal as a minx but Omar <laughs> Omar continues to leave it in the intro <laughs> is it there's minx? a minx there's a man oh man and there's a mink but there's no minx <laughs> Um, I am deeply touched by stories of people who put themselves at risk to rescue animals. And I know that sometimes it can be a very dumb thing to do, but when it works out, it's a happy story. Here's a guy who is a California man who sees a humpback whale caught in a net. Mm. What does he decide to do? He decides to jump into the water and pull the net off the whale. Wow. Whoa. In a million years, would that ever occur to you to do? I mean, honestly, I'd like to think so, but no. The Inside edition <laughs> covered the story.
8: A man risks his life, jumping into the ocean to hey, save a it, massive humpback it, whale it, that's it, caught it, in a net. Right <laughs> Swim, Sam Sinstellene, a commercial fisherman, climbs onto the oh, back of the whale while his buddy roots him on from the safety of the boat. Cut it! That humongous tail could kill you. Oh. Then, it's mission accomplished. Did you get it?
6: Yeah!
2: (laughs) Sam. Listen to that dude, by the way. (laughs) Wow. Well,
4: I mean, you got to feel like a goddamn superhero if you jump in and save a whale.
6: And you're happy you lived.
4: Yes. By the way, the guy in the background at one point was yelling, swim! Yes. (laughs) Thanks. I, uh... I cut a bunch of him out, but no.
2: look, the dude knew why he was jumping into the water to save the whale. He didn't need the guy <laughs> in the right. boat, who has was in no danger at all, yelling at him at the time. Like, there
4: wasn't enough going on
5: with he this He was dude. by the net, Did and, and the guy it? goes, oh, sorry.
4: <laughs> he, go he was ahead. by what? the net, and the guy was going,
6: cut it! Yes, exactly! Wait, cut, you don't... The, cut the net? <laughs> off the whale?
3: <laughs> right? So what do you dumb. think I'm doing in here, you idiot?
4: Did you
13: get it? Yeah. Sam frees the whale. I've never been that close to a whale.
8: I spoke to Sam about his dramatic rescue. It's like
13: jumping out of an airplane for skydiving. It's like, what am I doing right now? That is a big whale.
8: Now that's one whale of a tail. Oh, yeah. oh, oh right. why do you have to do oh, that?
2: I hate that so much. Anyway, happy ending on that story. Allie, I thought about you for this one. Haywood County, North Carolina is where it happened. This Is, is it sunny. a bear? It is a bear. Yes. This is Sonny Pumphrey. Who uh, I'm not sure if it says here in the article how old he is, but he looks like he's got to be at least in his 70s. In mm-hmm. the in the in the news report, he uh, he was in the driveway of his house when a mother bear and two cubs showed up. The cubs ran off, but then the mother bear reared up and attacked him. <gasps> she made a charging dead run at me. That sucker was eyeball to, eyeball to eyeball to me. He said. Whew. So he punched the bear in the nose. Oh. Right. Take Now this! the reason I. The reason I thought of you, Allie, is your dream is to hug a bear. Yeah,
6: I would have just hugged her, been like, "It's okay, we're all friends."
2: If if you got that close, I don't think you'd be you'd be able or willing to hit the bear, right? Oh no,
6: I'd, I'd go for the hug. This I would say, well, this is it. Insane, this is my time. Way. Here's my hug, and I'm dead.
2: He <laughs> he punched the bear in the nose, but then what did she do? She dropped down and bit him on the hip. She kind of shook me a little bit, and I'm still, well, I'm hitting her steady on the top of the head as hard as I could swing, man. For dear life, I just continue pounding and pounding, and she's continuing to bite me. Like I said, she's got a hold of me. She shook me a little bit, but then she let go and took a swat at me. And when she took the swat at me, she knocked me about eight feet onto the concrete. Oh, wow. So his wife and dog come running out, and for whatever reason, that was enough for the bear to get up and leave. Uh, The wife says, I saw her stand up and rear her paw back, but all I could see was a mouthful of teeth. I just knew my husband was going to be gone. But it turns out he's okay. He is going to have to endure a series of rabies shots because he was bit by the bear. But, man, how lucky are you if you get attacked by a bear and you live,
6: Yeah, It's amazing.
2: It should have been you, Allie. It should have been you. would have had a very different ending. wish. (laughs) It would have been a peaceful, happy ending.
6: Oh, thank you.
2: I could have saved this for what's up with Florida, and often Florida and animal stories intersect. And By this the way, one same with
4: people are dumb. <laughs> yes, <laughs> most, most stories Florida. come out
2: of Florida. <laughs> this is uh, Kimberly Gable. She is 42. She was drunk and causing a scene Saturday night at the Red Lobster location in St. Petersburg, prompting the manager to ask her to leave because she was disturbing other customers. As she headed to the Red Lobster's front door, according to the arrest affidavit, She decided that she would reach into the water tank containing a live lobster, grab it, and run out of the restaurant. What a psycho. What is her plan? She really
4: wanted lobster.
2: Is her plan to go home and cook that lobster? Uh, Responding to a 911 call about the lobster heist, a sheriff's deputy located Miss Gable, who smelled of booze, was slurring her words, continuing to curse. She denied any knowledge of the pilfered lobster's whereabouts. She explained that she was blackout drunk and didn't care because she didn't do anything wrong. Those statements are directly at odds with each other, by the way. Anyway, she has a long, long rap sheet, and she also has tattoos on her back of a dragon and koi fish. So Mm. she's really into living under the sea or something. I don't know what's going on here, but what happened to the lobster? all
6: those dragons under the (laughs) sea.
2: Oh, I thought it was a dragon and koi fish. I thought they were both different kinds of fish. No, am I wrong about that?
6: Oh, I thought you just said a dragon...
2: And the koi, koi
6: fish. <laughs> yes. We don't know. Sorry, yeah, I didn't see it. But where's the
2: lobster, you guys? <laughs> nice. That's right? what I want to know. She's
6: blackout. And
2: uh, finally, because we're almost running out of time here, I have never heard of this before. Have you guys ever heard of a dog getting a kidney transplant? No. no. Here's the uh, here's the story out of St. Louis.
6: Three years ago,
17: on a hot summer day in southern Missouri, a dog named Star was saved. Star and the puppies were found in a plywood box in summer and they had no food or water. Star had given birth to 13 puppies. Nine survived. By the time Star arrived at Murphy Animal Hospital in High Ridge, Dr. Shannon Flegel says Star was in advanced kidney failure and having seizures. One day she just started vomiting and wouldn't eat. Tests showed Star's kidneys were failing and she needed a miracle
2: all right so star is in very bad shape and the lady that adopted star kept in touch with some of the people who had stars puppies and decided hey i'm going to call one of them up and see if they'll be willing to donate a kidney to star so star would be getting a kidney from her own daughter because it would be a match just like in humans they have to be a match right wow Imagine that phone call when, you, when you've got this this two-year-old, three-year-old dog, I guess, at this point, and the, the dog's mother's owner calls and says, hey, how about some surgery for your dog? Well, here's what happened to the lady who picked up that phone. She
15: said,
17: I have a crazy <clears throat> question for you. I think I sobbed the entire time, actually. Shannon explained that Star's health was failing, and doctors said her only chance was a kidney transplant. On October 10th, surgeons at the University of Wisconsin-Madison performed the rare transplant surgery on the mother and daughter. And 36 hours later, her blood work was normal. How about that? Wow. Wow.
2: And both are doing fine. I'd never heard of it before. But again, a happy ending. And I'm all about happy endings. This has been Animal (laughs) Stories.
1: Animal Stories in the
3: news. Animal Stories to cure your blues.
1: It's my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on.
9: I know. I
6: feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. <laughs>
1: the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock.
2: Yes, you can turn on Beer Mugs microphone. He was invited. He was on, dude. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I know how you do. Hey, um, Mugs. Yo, yo. First of all, how was Las Vegas? I didn't go to Las Vegas. I was, oh, really? I was
11: sick, guys. Truly, uh, truly, I was sick. Though?
2: Yeah. I just know when people start taking extra days off around a holiday weekend, it sounds to me like they got a vacation.
11: Planned. It would have been opportune, but no, I, I stayed home and rested up and got better.
2: How you feeling now?
11: Uh, all the the coughing, I'm stop. Uh, I'm done coughing up a lung, uh, but I still can't talk. All right. Well, that <laughs> that has nothing to do with being sick. Now. Yeah, that's not going to
4: change.
2: Um, did you infect everyone in the bar when you went out to do Cheers with Beer Mug? Uh, no, because I think they had enough alcohol in them to kill every virus known to man. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where do you, uh, where do you go? Where is this magic made?
11: This is O'Grady's in Granada Hills. It's a very famous dive watering hole. hmm Yeah, and, and there's, there's quite, quite the character, list of characters in the bar. This week... You know, with me being so successful at my side hustles. I'm sorry? Mm -hmm. So successful at all my side hustles, like mumble rapper, battle rapper, ASMR video host. Mm -hmm. um, You know, and this job that I do here at the Kevin and Bean Show is a fun job. But it it wasn't all roses for for me when I started out. You know, I used to work as a courtesy clerk at Ralph's cleaning up spills on aisle four. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I used to load trucks in the morning at UPS, Uh bright and early. It's actually what got me ready for this job. You know, all the physical labor I did, it was a tough job. So I wanted to go out and see what the worst job that these people had was. All right. In this edition of Cheers with Beer Mug. Thank you.
8: Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah asking questions with no shame what are you what are you
3: (laughs) he's already drunk as a skunk but people are glad he came oh beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name uh, wow right so
2: everyone has a bad job or two especially in the early years of their career you went to the bar to ask the patrons
4: there if they can remember, through their alcohol-induced fog, <laughs> what bad jobs they had. So Absolutely. two things. One, listen to Muggs, always, because mm-hmm. he gets drunk pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And two, don't be eating breakfast. Oh, no. Here we go.
11: John, John, what's the, uh, what's the worst job you've ever had?
10: Well, when I was in the Navy, I was a boiler technician. And the worst job you could possibly get was called mucking bilges. You had to pick up the
7: plates underneath the boiler and crawl down between the pipes and and clean out all the dirt and grease and these guys used to spit tobacco down there and clean it all out and dry it off and then paint it it was the most horrible thing you ever did in your life
11: so you're saying don't join the Navy I love the Navy Are you kidding in the Navy <laughs> Esther what's the worst job you've ever had
9: uh, retail
15: I sort of got the gap 4 a.m. shifts inventory work with people that I hated
11: but I'm sure you got a lot of cool performance fleece.
15: No, all I got was like.
11: Oh, that's Old Navy. I. Fr- <laughs> Old
15: Navy.
4: Stacy, what's the worst job you ever had? <laughs> the drunk Mugs has already lost track of what's going on. The
9: worst job? Ah, uh, f- job. I'm oh. talking about
11: occupations here, Stacy. And how do
4: you know it's not an occupation? <laughs> you're just assuming that, right? <laughs>
11: Yeah, I'm talking about occupations here, Stacy, and your mind just went to the gutter, huh? I was working at a car wash out in Arizona, and uh, they ended up having to put me in the tanks down underneath to clean out the recycled water tanks.
1: That was disgusting.
11: Oh, did you, did you have to wear like a hazmat suit? Yep, hazmat suit, respirators. First thing I did when I got down there is I puked about three seconds into it. <laughs> Oh, my God. What was the craziest like thing you saw in that water? <laughs> oh, oh, it was all nasty stuff in there. There was dead birds, dead rats. There was all kinds of crap down there. You wouldn't imagine. What's the worst job you've ever had? Scaffolding. Is that what you do now? Yeah, because I love it, and I'm good at it. What job would you not want to do in this life? Scaffolding. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Scaffolding, cause it's hard on your back, but I love it though. That, what well, you wouldn't want to do it, but that's what you do now. But I love it though. I
0: love the thrill of heights and putting it together, and have to think and protect people and cool. stuff like that. <coughs>
5: Is that a uh,
2: is that a young lady or a young man? That is a man. Being <laughs> he just, is a man.
4: I couldn't tell. No, oh. he is medicating himself. <laughs> he for sure that is awful job, isn't he? Loves it and hates it. Scaffolding yep. guys.
3: He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. How? Wow.
1: The Kevin and Bean Show.
3: It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool
2: is probably the one thing it's not. It's not. The world famous K-Rock. K-Rock. Right now, we want to talk about Girl Scout Cookies. Uh-huh. Somebody whose identity I tried to protect, tried to help him remain anonymous so the pressure would not continue to come at him. Uh, Ali outed earlier today as Dave, our producer of the King of Mexico. What's it going me. on, Dave? How's it going, guys?
13: Listen, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Girl Scout cookie season, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And... I really can't have any anymore because if I open one, I'll eat the whole damn box. And I need a way out. But you're currently also
2: dieting.
16: Yes. yes. Which well, makes that's it your even, way out.
13: It, no, well, that doesn't stop the Girl Scouts from pushing their cookies on me.
2: But can't oh. you just say, I love Girl Scout cookies, but I have to wait till next year because this year I need to lose some, some LBs. Yeah. I feel like at that point they tell you to freeze them. Exactly. Oh, and the, yeah. I mean,
13: listen—they're the pushiest of the pushers, man. They like, do have they, a comeback for every every years. defense. Yeah. You know, I'll pull out. A, oh, I only have a credit card. Boom! They pull out their Square, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That <laughs> used to be a good
14: excuse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We yeah. We I don't have any cash. I only have my card. But now they have that that answer.
13: Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you know, I'll be like, well, I'm on a diet. I can't eat them. Cool. You could send them to the military. And I was just like,
14: oh, oh, I was like, oh, oh my god,
13: send it to the military. And I'm like, well, I just don't want to buy them because I will never. Stop, and I'll just buy too many, and I just can't right now. So I need help on how to say no to them.
2: I mean, they do have a lot of things going for them because they're an organization that I I think we all like and support and would like to help, right? Yeah. They're usually cute little girls who are related to people that you have a relationship with that Mm -hmm. you don't want to damage somehow by rejecting their dumb kid, right? (laughs) So, So there's that. I mean... It's stacked against you yeah. to say no.
6: I think there's like a politics issue when it comes to somebody at work, like yes. here. So, yes. you, in that case, you buy a couple boxes, you call it a day. But to the kids in front of the grocery store, that type of thing, they will have an answer for everything. You know what they don't have an answer for? Ooh. And I've shared this before. It's my way of getting out of. Any... Is it beat it,
2: kid? <laughs> no,
6: very close. But it's my way of getting out of any conversation. Like, anytime a conversation's going too long, you say these words, and Ooh. it's over.
14: Oh, I hope it's I have diarrhea.
6: Very close. Really? You just go, oh, I have to poo. <laughs> they have no comeback. Have no because, comment. oh, my God, I'm not going to make you stand here any longer. And
14: everyone's lived it.
6: Amen. They know with a feeling. So you know what, Girl Scout? I got a poo, and then you move right past them. You come out, they're like, "Hey, did you go poo? How about cookies now?" I got a <laughs> poo again. I've never Beat it. I've yeah. never got
5: a
14: speeding ticket, but I also have always thought in the back of my mind, if I yeah. get pulled over, I'm going to tell the dude, "I got to be honest with you. I have, I have to get home. I'm terribly poopy." Right. Yeah.
13: Yeah, but I mean, these kids and their parents—they mm-hmm. like even if you say I got a poo, they'll wait for you outside the bathroom.
2: Let's talk to Beth real quick. Woodland Hills Line One.
15: Hi. Um, I love Girl Scout cookies just like the next person. My office, they're constantly bringing in boxes. But it kills me to have to buy them because truly they only get between 60 and 75 cents a box because cool. the rest of the money they say is for administrative costs. So this big fundraiser really is just all a hoax. For who knows who, and it's
9: just terrible. That's a great Conspiracy way, to, Beth. Yeah, that's a uh. great
14: way to get out of it. If you're walking out of a Target, you just go, you know what? You only make sixty to seventy cents per box. Ooh. I'm not falling for it.
6: Well, the badges aren't going to make themselves, you guys. Mm, that's true, <laughs> right?
14: Those are a hundred dollars each. Yes.
6: Yeah.
2: So, so it sounds like what you're saying, Beth, is it's okay not to buy because not very much money goes to the girls anyway.
15: Yeah, I mean, I would rather just give them the the five dollars yeah. for the box straight up. And give them I mean the cookies are delicious and everything but it just kills me to, to know that it's so less of what they, what they get from it and all the work that those girls do.
7: Yeah,
3: it's
5: true. gotcha. That Thank is, you for the call. Really terrible. But how
13: do you give okay. someone five dollars and not get back some dosy dose? Like, don't you just go like, oh, <laughs>
5: yeah? yeah Dave, I- Dave's not a-, a
2: charity. That's what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> let's take uh, one more call and let's make a pick. Rivera's Daniel. He's on line four. I wanted to hear from him because he is a Girl Scout dad, so oh. he's kind of in the middle of okay. all this. And and Daniel, I imagine you have been put in the awkward position of having to sell your kids' cookies, right?
3: Uh, for sure, in the office and at uh, outside the stores. All right, and and
2: and weigh in on this conversation that we're having. What what's can the, I do? what's the polite way for Dave, for instance, to decline here at work or when he goes to the supermarket tonight?
16: Well, be honest and say, no, thank you. The girls understand that not everybody wants to buy cookies. Dave, stop being a little girl and say no, thank you, and we'll walk away.
14: By the way, being a little girl would be fine. They sell <laughs> yes. cookies; they're totally good people. I don't yeah. know why you trying yeah. to make that <laughs> sound like a negative I, to be a I, little I girl? Say,
13: I say no, thank you. The little girl goes, "Okay," and then Daniel follows me around and starts hustling me and tries to push me around to make him make me buy some cookies. Do you hear that, think, Daniel? Stop, the, only- stop bothering him.
3: Only because I'm six foot
2: tall. Yeah, I'll follow you, bro. Yeah, Anne has, always... has a baseball bat.
8: Jesus. Uh, <laughs> glad oh, yeah. you
2: called. I want to close with uh, this piece of tape. I don't know if you guys remember my favorite animated show of all time, Life and Times of Tim. Did you ever get into that, Jensen? Yes, great show. My favorite show. They actually did an episode on Girl Scout cookies. I think this is a good way to go out. All right,
3: douchebags, it's that time of year again. What, what time? Time to buy Girl yeah. Scout cookies for my daughter. Girl Scouts don't usually start their sales pitch with all right Uh, douchebags. Rarely. How how many boxes do you want? Where's the Girl Scout? Uh, I don't follow you. Where's your daughter? It's 10 a.m. She's at school. So we're buying cookies from, from Stan, not from the Girl Scouts. Dude, what's your problem? Seriously. No, I just don't I just don't want to buy cookies from a middle-aged man, that's all. They're her cookies. Yeah, but she gets the money. Just buy some cookies. We all did. Everybody did. What will the girls learn if they don't do it themselves? What's your freaking problem, Tim? Do you hate Girl Scouts or something? What's up? The whole premise is you look at the, the cute little girls and they say, hey, buy the cookies. You and... need to see my daughter in order to
2: spend $2 for a box <laughs> no, of cookies. No, no. I guess what I'm saying is Girl Scout <laughs> cookies are tearing this nation apart. <laughs> uh.
1: I really don't like any of them. Kevin and Bean Show. How
0: can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny.
2: K-Rock. Mugs is back in here again, you Yeah, guys. what do I do
4: with mm-hmm. that? It's a lot of mugs today.
2: And DJ Omar Khan, too. And Ali is here and Chip is here because they all have something in common. They were all traumatized by seeing something when they were too young. All different things. That's the topic on the table here this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. I think we're going to hear stories from you guys. And I think in some cases, somebody intentionally exposed you to something that maybe you were too young for. And in, in other, other cases, cases, you
4: were alley. <laughs> In other cases, you were Hallie.
2: You just uh, you, And you also could have just stumbled across something that maybe you were, that was not age appropriate. Hallie, why don't you go ahead and start? Because clearly you're the most warped from whatever yeah. damaged you when you were young.
6: I had a, a babysitter that apparently didn't understand boundaries and what I should or shouldn't be watching. Mm-hmm. But I knew I shouldn't have been watching these things. That's why I kind of kept it quiet. Ah. Like <laughs> getting away with stuff. So you know, everything little from like Poltergeist should not have been watching that. But there was one specific movie that she had on her VCR called Don't Look Now, which is known as one of the best horror movies of all time. Mm -hmm. But it's also known for having one of the most graphic sex scenes ever. And how
2: old were you? Uh, Five or six. (laughs) Oh, no. And
6: yeah, it's Donald Sutherland and whoever his wife was in the movie. And it turns out. They most likely were actually having sex uh, it wasn't in, just acting? in real life. Yeah. It became one of the most controversial sex scenes in movie history. And I just sat there and I was like, this doesn't seem like something I should be watching. Why are they fighting naked? Where? Whoa, where's that going? It was, it was a lot. It was a lot for a little kid. And then just when I'm over that, I see the little troll lady at the end that's stabbing people. And... But here's how how messed up I was. The little uh, troll that is, I shouldn't say troll, it's just a littler person that wound up killing people wore this uh, red jacket, Mm -hmm. like a red, almost like a pea coat with a hood. And I thought it was so cool that I kept asking my parents, like, can I get this red coat? I would just want it with the hood. And I want it to have, like, these buttons that you have, like, these logs on it. And that's how you close the buttons. What?
3: <laughs> to I... me, it doesn't sound like she was traumatized no, at all. No, that's me. what right. I'm yeah. saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: I, I became obsessed with this jacket. And my that's how my parents found out that I saw the movie. They're like, why do you want a Whoa. jacket that bad? And I was like, so... it was in a movie. And then so they you forgot out, all about
2: the naked wrestling because you were so into the fashion
6: I was into what she wore, and she like <laughs> she had all this power just killing people in do, Venice. Do you, that was the first
2: time you ever saw anything sexual, probably, right? oh, yeah, do you remember it being disturbing to you, or did you were you so young that you just didn't really even understand what was happening?
6: I didn't understand it. And I didn't okay, understand why they wanted to do that because it just seemed gross. Like they were so sweaty. Yeah. This oh. also
4: does make sense why Allie believes with all her heart that she's going to be walk around a corner and be killed. Yeah,
6: probably or. that probably did. It. <laughs> she won't go on a cruise.
4: She won't go on a hike. Yeah, It all steps back to that
2: babysitter in that movie, Omar.
3: Yeah, I was exposed to something way too young. I must have been six or seven, and my mom was home, and she was in the bedroom, and I was I, 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 I was running into the bedroom to ask her a question, mm-hmm. and I see her huge silver dollar areola and nipple, and I'm like, ah! and, and she doesn't know I saw, because it was one of those things where I saw it off the reflection of a uh a, a frame that right. was on the hallway uh. yes yeah, so i'm like ah. And did your then, eyes light on fire i, I swear <laughs> to god yeah for sure and then i turn around and i'm like I, I didn't know what to do <laughs> like what do i do like what, what did i just see it was like are you kidding and from that point i think i might have seen like a nat geo like uh, a, a magazine you <laughs> right, know where it's right. like you see those you're like all mm-hmm. oh, right but this was just, but this was like uh no bueno for me no bueno yeah no bueno. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. no bueno and uh, i'll never no, forget that how, how old were you six or seven somewhere around there
6: did it change the the way you viewed nipple size?
3: Well, I just love them now. <laughs> <laughs> this huge areola silver dollar. <laughs> Sorry,
2: that's gross.
3: Ooh, but... let's, uh, let's up
2: that and go to Andrew Claremont, line one, please, here. Worse than seeing mom's boob. Andrew, welcome to The Kevin and Bean Show. You were traumatized by what as a young person?
10: Yeah, so, uh, hey, morning, everybody. Morning. Kevin and Bean. Uh, when I was younger... <laughs>
5: Yeah, oh, we yes. oh, yes. was working again. Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Yes! No. No.
2: So oh. Kevin, you were right. It's going to be energetic oh, yeah, from here out.
5: We have to
4: limit the people who can
2: gargle. What were you exposed to as a young person? We'll take your calls next on k KROQ.
1: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
2: K-Rock. KROQ. K R O Q. We're talking about you were traumatized as a kid. You saw something way too young. Tony Baldwin, Park please line two to get us going in this segment here on the Kevin Major. Tony, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. What happened?
3: Hi. Yeah. So um, when I was younger, uh, I had uh, my older cousins with
16: me and uh, we are, I've always been into video games mm-hmm. and I was traumatized by a video game essentially. Okay. And it was a game called The Guy Game and I was four or five years
3: old. And the object of the game was to answer trivia questions, and it showed live women slowly uh, removing their clothes. I'm sorry, what's the name of the game again,
5: please? (laughs) Guy game.
16: Guy game. Guy Uh, game. The guy game. And you were how old? I was four or five, no more than five.
3: Uh,
2: Oh, five-year-olds
3: are great at trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I love trivia now and love women more. (laughs) But yeah, it... uh,
2: Definitely had an
3: effect on my life.
2: Can you imagine how mad you would be if you got a question wrong, if you're playing that game with those consequences, (laughs) Stupid, stupid, stupid. All right, great call, Tony. We appreciate you. Thank you. Let's go to Israel, line three. Up next, he's calling us from Orange on the Kevin Abidso. This one sounds potentially very scary. Israel, welcome. Hello. Yeah, what happened? Um,
18: So... uh... I was at church early in the morning, and I saw a lady just slip and fall and start seizuring.
4: Oh, no. Oh, Oh no. no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... How old were you? Uh, About seven. Did you know what that was?
18: Kind of. I mean my mom explained it later but i kind of like i just knew something was wrong obviously that's a super scary thing to see at any age yeah
2: yeah it is i I would imagine especially when you're that young you would be afraid that it might happen to you you know because you don't know what causes it or anything like that
18: well i think like they explained it to me later so now it's like she was wearing high heels and it was slippery so she just ended up slipping and falling so now I just watch out for, like, any girls with high heels and
2: slippery surfaces.
4: Well, it sounds like you've uh, Smart. handled it well. Yes. I would have been that. more
2: concerned about the seizing, but okay, whatever.
6: Wow. <laughs> he is, is real... definitely not from my family, because my Catholic family would have been like, that woman sinned. <laughs> That's, That's right. what happens.
2: It's the devil working through her. <laughs> Let's go to Roz, please. Line four, Huntington Beach. This one sounds fantastic.
4: Hey, Roz. Hey,
2: <laughs>
5: Roz. Hi. Was it fantastic? Hey
4: Hi.
2: Hi. Um,
18: it was, it was um, very traumatizing. Okay. So my story is this. I was about six years old, and uh, my parents thought it would be awesome to take me on a little uh, Las Vegas adventure with them. And um, obviously I was in the same hotel room with them and uh, went to nighttime. They actually have, like, daycares in Las Vegas, too, for a little while. You can put your kids in, surprisingly. Right. So I went there for a bit. Picked me up from there, went back to the hotel room. They thought that I had fallen asleep in the other bed, you know, in the room that we were sharing. Next thing I know, uh, my parents are racking up lines of cocaine. What? (gasps) um, Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I didn't know what that was at the time. And uh, next thing I know, they think I'm asleep, and they proceed to have sex for several hours in the hotel room. Several while I hit hours. The blanket Congrats, right? And they were on
5: <laughs> Wow.
18: <laughs> um, like to this day, they don't know the story, unless mom. I swear to God, I hope you're not listening. Oh, no, I hope story. so too.
6: But how <laughs> I'm much she love, love honey, uh, uh, How much do you love cocaine and sex now, though? Right. Well, you know what? In my 20s, I would say I loved a lot of cocaine <laughs> and a lot of sex. <laughs> and you know what? And I
18: actually like people watching me have sex. Okay. That, well, this
6: took a lot worked of out turns. It better that
4: way. Uh, all right. <laughs> so it doesn't that's, seem that's like you were
18: traumatized at all. It, it was traumatizing hiding under the blanket for the several hours sure. as an adult. You know, it's it, hindsight's twenty twenty, literally.
5: I got you. That's <laughs> amazing. All right.
18: Whew.
17: It was that, one,
2: that one <laughs> incident—it sounds like—changed her entire life. You guys, for the better. Wow, well, th- this is going to make Nick and Huntington Beach seem a little square. But let's go to line five as we squeeze in a couple more calls on being traumatized as a youth. Nick, hi, you're on the air.
16: My uncle was babysitting me and. Uh... We uh, proceeded to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. How old were you? I was five. Yeah.
2: yeah. But no cocaine and no
3: sex?
16: <laughs> well, that came later in my life as a result
3: of Freddy Krueger. Oh. I see. <laughs> okay.
2: No. All right. At least it worked out. All right. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate that. All right, Kevin. We got time for really just one more. Who do you like? You like uh, John in Newport? That yeah. sounds like it Let's might have been traumatic
4: one. and good. <laughs> traumatic and good? Hey, John. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? We are good. Thanks for holding on. What do you got? Um. Yes, yeah, so I was about like... Six or seven years
11: old, I can't remember what age, but um, we got a call. I remember being in the car with my sister in Anaheim, and uh, we got a call from my brother that we had to go pick him up, and he was a bouncer at a strip club in Anaheim, Mm -hmm. a pretty popular one. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we ended up going to pick him up, but we parked in the back of the building where, you know, it's kind of like the -the behind-the-scenes thing. And uh,
16: that was the first time I was exposed to giant racks and half-naked girls.
6: Hey, John, was it Fritz's? Uh,
16: yes, it was. <laughs> yeah,
6: I thought I remembered you. How you doing?
1: <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. They're idiots.
4: Murder. Right? Right.
16: Hello, caller. You have a comment? I just want to say that I think murder is a great idea if the person deserves it.
15: Thank you.
6: Wait, did you say murder?
16: Yeah, why? What are you
2: guys talking about? So, Allie, well,
4: <laughs> you're, you're for murder or you're against murder?
6: Oh, I don't I don't think I'm for murder. I'm <laughs> fascinated by murder.
4: Here's the thing. And there's mm-hmm. podcasts and different things that focus on murder, and they're almost exclusively w- women?
6: Uh, that listen to it? Yes. I think, I'm not saying almost exclusively, but a, a large number of... A majority. Yeah, I'd say the majority of podcasts about true crime... TV shows about true crime from, you've got Dateline, you've got Law and Order for, you know, the beginners, that type of thing. Kelly <laughs> comes then, in three days a week
4: and says, oh yeah, I was watching this on ID Channel or
2: whatever. Yeah, it is.
6: then you've got a whole network, ID, that's dedicated to true crime. What and was then, the one you saw
2: this weekend about being abducted in plain sight or something like that?
6: Abducted in plain <sighs> so sight. Did, I,
2: that, did that end in murder?
6: Uh, No, it should have. Oh, you were so disappointed by the end of it. Oh, it should have. Trust me. But (laughs) then you've got, you know, Michelle McNamara's book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, where she was obsessively trying to figure out who the Golden State Killer was. Sure. Right. And when that book came out, it just did gangbusters because it was everybody was kind of waiting for it. And then you've got the murder podcast. You've Mm -hmm. got, of course, my favorite murder uh, now we
2: had your friends in who host that, right? Yes, we and had. They, uh, we couldn't Georgia believe and Karen. how huge it was.
6: Yeah, and we had them in kind of at the start <clears throat> of their of their show. Now they're selling out in Microsoft Theater. They're doing tours of Australia, and that's they... always
4: and that's even the name of that. My favorite murder is just counterintuitive to everything you feel, unless you're a woman.
6: I don't think it's unless you're a woman. I think there are men that that do enjoy these things, but I think there are maybe specific reasons that women gravitate towards it.
7: Murder's my favorite!
6: <laughs> uh, one being um, a lot of times I'll watch things and I think, ooh, maybe if I know enough about how they were killed, why they were killed, what led up to it... It becomes almost a personal safety aspect.
4: Except most time they don't get out of it. But Allie will because she learned from it. Uh,
6: that brings me to my second reason, the justice aspect. So often there's no good end result. There's murder, whatever. But when someone is brought to justice, there's this sense of, okay, you know, we live in this kind of constant state of fear. When you're seeing victims receive justice for it, it's kind of comforting. Why... I guess I, I want to ask why women feel that way more than men. Uh, because I think, because you could, by be... and large, we live in a state of fear. Yeah. By and large, every aspect of, oh, do I go on a walk right now? Oh, it's getting late. I shouldn't. Everything is kind of joined in with a, well, if I go on this walk, should I walk by this place? Okay, mm. sh- what should I bring with me? It's things, That's sad, but unlike, unlike, it makes sense. Yeah, unlike men, we kind of go through life, and I'm not saying every woman but you should be, we imagine the worst that could happen to us, to be prepared. Do you think
2: that's where you developed your policy of no hiking and no cruise ships? 100%. Because of how much how much murder you saw in the news Absolutely. regarding both of those activities?
6: I, I can pinpoint when I became kind of obsessed a with murder. A murder file? A murder head? A murder head. Murder a, a head, murder yeah. head. <laughs> and it was when I was very, very young. And Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. I remember being so terrified that we had to close our windows and we and I was like, but it's so hot. No. And then hearing that, no, he's coming through windows. It's in the middle of the night. He's, you know, a Satanist and he's killing dogs. I remember walking to school, like looking in the road and being like, oh, my God, is that a dead dog in the road? Like little things as it tiny child that you hear little bits and pieces and as a kid and I think even until kind of recently uh, you never admitted to enjoying hearing about murder shows you never enjoy like said oh I'm totally into this because it's it was something you were almost embarrassed about because women shouldn't you know show rage women shouldn't be able to do all the things that murder shows show you
2: Right. I would but get I think... any amount of money that that Richard Ramirez thing is exactly what planted in your brain and exactly why you are the way you are today. Yeah, so a lot, 100%. 100%. you don't get you don't yeah. get over that. A lot
14: 100%. of that generation, I think too. Oh, yeah. Listen, I
2: asked Christine to come in. I know we're at the end of this, uh, t- the time for this conversation, but you were talking about the Night Stalker and how it affected you as a little kid and terrified you.
15: I mean, it was so young, so I have this like this like warped perception of what it was. Mm-hmm. But all I the really sad part is. Um, he had murdered um, a couple who my mom was friends with, oh, who wow. lived down the street from us. So all I remembered at that time was everybody, like our parents, were talking about like getting guns, and it was very scary. As like a very small child, right? And you had to close your windows. Mm-hmm. I lived in an area where there was no air conditioning. It was, it was sweltering. Yeah. So I have these like images of that time and i literally now still like tonight i will have nightmares about this i cannot because hear... it,
4: because it got brought up again yeah. yeah
15: i if i hear his name or the night stalker or something for sure at least for today or a week i will have nightmares oh just this is sure. in,
14: guys i just found this on twitter
1: uh richard Mayer is out of prison he's jesus totally... christ he's jensen
5: out
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's out, he's out <laughs> it's the kevin and bean show rock
8: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance